0: Merry Christmas unless you're in Vision Esports pay people please it's 2023 this man deserves his cut of the pay it's Crimzo Crimzo's here to talk about flex supports uh also talking about life after Overwatch thank you for coming in and speaking with us and, and hanging hang out for a little bit
1: yeah of course thanks for uh, reaching out and letting me
0: yes yeah. are you ready to wave your hands in the air and and move people around mid show
2: Yes, absolutely. Like I I will be honest, I haven't set my first yet. Um uh-huh. but the bottom tier is awful. Like I mm. I don't know how to move people around in there. Um there there are some categorization troubles. What's the flex support, I guess, especially in Overwatch 2? Um, true. how much do you want to wait moments in season 1 that that type of stuff, right? Um but yeah, I I feel like this was not the most challenging uh, list, but it mm. it still wasn't easy.
0: It it always feels like the top half is like okay, I know like who I want to name, and and then you know the order kind of becomes the question. And then the bottom half is like, bro, I, you could you could put a lot of people here, and you'd have an argument. You had some, you've you've, you've got a dog in the fight. You just got to argue it well. So it's it's that bottom half that I feel like every every show is always. A little bit tougher. Um, But we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, what's going on with Crimzo. What's going on after Overwatch. All that good stuff. But before we go into that, we do have to thank the people who make this show possible. The page producers. The people who support the show. If you can't support the show monetarily, do all that influencer stuff. Like, subscribe. Download the podcast. Comments help, too. All that that helps the algorithm based. God bless the algorithm. Um, But episode 327. For Flex Supports is brought to you by Battlecrab Refund Bean Bronze Bot Boo Howe, Volshin Rexane, Volumel and Sugar High, and our YouTube members, I am DRW, Brother Adam L, Am Gel, Fire Element Six, and AK. Crimzo, retirement. Talk to me. We're done.
1: Uh well, you know, it was a long, long season, long career. Um, just kinda got to the point where I wasn't really enjoying the game too much. Hmm. Um, you know, feeling the need to kinda like work on my personal life because um as when you're a pro and you're traveling every year and you're on different teams and all that for like eight months out of the year, it's, you know, it's hard to kind of like keep up with your personal life and everything kind of gets put on pause. Um, but you know, now I'm I'm 24, I've, you know, I've had four years with my girlfriend, like it's time, I feel like it's time to kind of move forward. And especially like with the uncertainty of the future, um, it feels like a great time. Um, obviously I'm still like open to like, you know, going through collegiate or like, uh becoming a coach uh in the future at some point so I'm not like completely closing the door but definitely um prioritizing kind of like myself right now
0: I think that's that's a that's a noble cause after you know a lot of people forget being picked up on the ladder doing like the the pre Overwatch League stuff through like Contender Season 0 and whatnot um been around kicking kicking around for a long time long career seeing it all and then yeah. so Everybody wants to talk about punks fighting through the gulag, boy howdy, Crimzo, I feel like you've you fought through some too. Oh yeah, you've had to Have be arrested got... a couple times. You oh, got to you got to get the money, cash bags, whatever these Call of Duty kids are doing these days.
1: I've got plenty. You got of, some war stories, right? Plenty of stories, <laughs> plenty of experiences. Um, you know, it wasn't all bad, but sure, of def- course, of there course. definitely was some bad. There was some good. <laughs> um, it, it was, it's been, it was a crazy four years. I'd say that.
0: We were kind of talking a little bit before the show and you're like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have any scrims, you know, I'm kind of free. Is it weird saying that because of how like regimented these last like four or five years have been?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, usually around this time, everybody would kind of mm. like know what's happening the next yeah. year. Like, you know what team you're on, you know, like when your flight's going to be, you kind of like are like mentally kind of prepared for like that when that happens. But right now it's just like, oh man, I got so much free time. I'm just chilling. Like... You know, it's it's nice. It is nice to have like that free time to kind of you know do whatever you want. Um, but at the same time, you know, scrimming is always sure. going to be fun. Competing is always going to be fun. Um, so I do miss that a little bit. But you know, I also just enjoy you know, having time off and just relaxing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a different life.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean,
0: can't you, imagine.
2: You were also like one of the more well-travelled uh, Overwatch League players, right? Like having been in four teams, I think it was, right? Over yeah. over your time, I don't think there are too
1: many players that are that have mm-hmm. cracked the four. I really and... wanted to go for the five for five. <laughs> <laughs> Become the world's first five team player. Five jersey. I think, I think I don't think there's a five team player. I don't think so. No, I don't think so.
0: Four is four is hard. Like, even like playing for four years is like that's a pretty small list. But four different teams.
1: Yeah, I was trying to collect like I was trying to collect like the Infinity Gauntlet of teams, <laughs> but I'm um, one I'm one short, unfortunately.
2: I mean, it, it depends on how you count because striker, otherwise, and some uh, counting sure. measures, it's getting close, right? With the bounce
1: back, uh, he'd,
0: he'd break it anyways. Let's be honest. Every
1: every striker bounce back is like half. It's like half. <laughs> like he's been bouncing back so much, he's got like two full years on each team, pretty much.
0: Yeah.
2: I will also say, just looking at the pattern of your careers, it feels like every other year you got a dumpster fire, and unfortunately, the next <laughs> one would have been the the, the year. So. Like uh, Paris Eternal, maybe Lix, or rather Vegas Eternal yeah. next year or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe dodge the bullet. <laughs> maybe. Did, did it feel like this was maybe the best team environment you've been in this year?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I think without a doubt, I'm not even 100%. I've, I know, like, I've heard things about other teams, mm. and I'm not, like, 100% on, like, kind of, like, what... You know what's going on behind the scenes with each team but i really think that like our team this year had the best environment outside of the game um and i don't think it's close i think the way that we were able to kind of like hang out and bond together and just like have like a general understanding of kind of like what we want to do and how like we want to like proceed with um kind of like how we want to play mm. i think uh, it was really it was such like a nice year like it, f- it felt so relaxing there wasn't any like super crazy things that happened. There was one, but like, um, you know, ov- overall it was just a great year. You know, I loved living in Vancouver. There was, it was so amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were just super chill. We knew coming into the year that we wanted to be like much more like relaxed because you know, me ask and punk just, and faith just came off of Boston, which was a very stressful year. Mm. So we were really kind of like focusing on, you know, just kind of like taking it easy. Kind of like, obviously and like not like, um, like, uh, not like, like slacking or like not doing our jobs, but like you know, just like just like relax, like have fun playing the game, enjoy each other's like company, like enjoy the moment. Um, and I think you know, for the most part, that was pretty much kind of like what happened. Like there was so many times of like you know, after scrims, we would go outside, we would play basketball, we'd play like tennis, we just like hang out with each other, we'd like drink together. Um, so it was just an amazing year, and it was actually like I really enjoyed it.
0: It's good because it feels like the more that. More information disseminates out from the league itself and people are sharing more and more stories the more it like I think Gator talked about this on the Uncoachables podcast so like unturn them um, but like the the fun aspect and obviously this is you know a job at the end of the day so like the fun the fun factor is probably going to be a little limited but it, it felt more like kind of combative a lot of the times like more more of these stories are coming out where it's just like yeah everybody's just like they want it so bad that like people are really starting to like butt heads and like they they it's hostile and that Vancouver like environment seemed like it was very much not that and like you guys kind of like chilled do you think that kind of like benefited you guys in the long run
1: um i think for a lot of this season we we did pretty well in terms of like i mean obviously like the season itself like overall we did pretty well I- 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 um i think that towards the end Mm. I think it did maybe kind of bite us in the ass where we weren't like putting in as much effort as the other teams okay. because that was kind of just like the, you know, the, the idea of like the environment it was just like, we're going to have fun. Right. We're going to chill. We're not going to like completely like do nothing, but we're, we're like, you know, we're just going to like have a good time. Um, and so like towards the end of the season, especially like in plans, um, I did personally kind of feel like the lack of like um, preparation sure. and kind of like reviewing um so that is something that you know i wish we took a little bit more seriously towards the end Mm. um and you know there's times where like i would try to kind of like coordinate like reviews myself because like i felt like it was important to um like get these things down because Mm. obviously you know we're going into the plans it's like the end of the year everybody's trying really hard you know teams are reviewing very hard um so we need to be able to kind of like you know match that in some sense because like the player the problems on our team is not really like um like talent wise. Like I feel like talent wise, like we are very much like competent. Like we can take on like a lot of the teams. Um I just think that uh it's important to always kinda like um stay on the same page. Sure. Um and sometimes that's a little bit hard to do when you're not kinda like reviewing and talking about things all the time. And then uh especially, you know, when we had He Sang, He Sang doesn't speak much English. Right. Um and uh, our general like plan for him was to just kinda like let him play the game, let him have fun. Yeah. Uh, because you know, like, he is a very good player it's just mm-hmm. like i like it seemed like he was like just there was too much pressure on shock and he kind of crumbled and yeah. so like we just had the mindset to like you know let him play the game let him have fun do whatever um but obviously since he doesn't speak too much english it's hard to coordinate so that's why like reviews especially would have been pretty important um but yeah i think i think that's kind of just like how things went i think towards the end it did kind of bite us in the ass in my opinion Uh, but overall the entire year was it was really fun i I really enjoyed it
0: can i ask a selfish question you talk about how like he saying that the the mo with he saying towards the end was like you know let him just kind of have fun and and play his game i I vaguely remember i think it was that first uh defiant head-to-head um in the upper bracket finals and in the play-ins you know long series was that not like that series where like he's saying he's running on these like big soldier flanks. Was that kind of just like him doing his own thing? Or was that something that you guys had kind of like prepped?
1: Um, for, well, it is, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, we, we told like, he kind of like can do whatever he wants. We can like tell him kind of like what we want him to do, but then okay. it's like up to him to kind of like interpret that and do whatever sure. he wants. So we can tell him like, Oh, he's saying go for flank or something like that. And he'll yeah. like go. Um, but you know, pretty much, we would, like, push him a little bit to, like, do what we kind of, like, wanted or, like, what we needed from, like, a macro sense. But mm-hmm. for the most part, he was just kind of, like, doing his own thing, <laughs> playing his own game. Kind of, like, rank, like, su- like, super plus ranked mode yes. for him. <laughs> um, But, I mean, it was... It kind of worked. worked! It was yeah. super
0: successful. It was yeah. so annoying. Like, I, I remember, like, looking at those VODs and, like, trying to see it from, like, a top-down perspective. I'm like, bro, this has to be so fucking frustrating for, like hydron and like their sports like coming back off rotation like on push when you're trying to like rotate all these different points and he's saying just could be behind that dumpster or just could be behind you and spawn like just constantly being a nuisance like and it yeah. was I it was kind of successful too
1: yeah and he like he's saying especially like he was such a hard grinder like mm. he would constantly just always be playing ranked until like 4 4 a.m just like constantly playing the game like even there was times of like we we'd go out like as a team and we want him to come and he's like no I'm playing nah, ranked gotta, really, um, gotta grind and so like he's just a hard grinder like obviously like his mechanics are really amazing mm. um yeah he's just a, he's just a great player um obviously you know there was there was uh, language issues there sure we did we did have faith who was uh, pretty much bilingual um so like if we really had to say something to he's saying we would use faith as kind of like a. Uh, the bridge to kind of talk to he's saying um mm. but you know for the most part he's just kind of doing his own thing playing the game he's usually like doing really well um but yeah it's kind of what's going on there oh
3: huh. interesting
0: faith another name that kind of pops up quite a bit um and any team with Broy, i know Broy, big fan of of the faith god himself the the main support <gasps> phenom um you, you mentioned him being like a super like positive uh not positive but like super nice person i i think in the, the ama right recap that i saw that you you brought him up a couple of times any any fond memories of faith
1: oh uh, i think faith is like he's probably my favorite teammate i've ever had okay um i really enjoy working with him i think there's so he has kind of like an issue where like he can't really like flex too much off of the main sport heroes at all sure um and he like kind of like lacks aggressiveness but at the same time, like that's something that like I like to do. I like to be pretty aggressive when I can. So mm-hmm. like that's it's it's a good like kind of like compliment for me to kind of like have someone that's a little bit more like reserved, um, and I can kind of like work off of that, and we kind of like try to find a nice balance. But I think as a person, he's like, such a nice guy. Like I've never ever had any issues with him. He kind of acts like uh like the the clown, the team clown, oh, okay. um, in the sense that like he acts, he he kind of acts dumb um but he's much he's much smarter like he's not dumb he's kind of acts like a child sometimes um so it's kind of it's pretty funny um but he's always he's always been such a nice guy never had any issues with him at all um he's like he's definitely like a great person to have like on your team no matter what Mm -hmm. situation it is he's like always gonna work really hard he cares a lot about the game um he's got the passion to improve um just just a good guy overall
0: hell yeah love to love to hear it love to hear about success stories and guys having having a nice little you know end of season wrap up and you know capping off a a solid solid run there um yeah. obviously you know a rank star yourself coming up you know you kind of a little bit of your origin story um kind of reset mindset wise back to like the beginning of the season the team's forming sugar free gets signed you know it's like oh shit like, this is the big season you know been out for a year. Overwatch 2 a different game. Is he going to show up? Is he going to be as good? Did you have any kind of, like, reservations there? You're like, bro, I've been playing this, against this kid since he's, like, 12. Like, he's in diapers and just, like, smurfing on everybody on Genji. Like, I he's legit. Like, trust. Like, yeah. was there any kind of, like... What, what did it feel like to kind of start that season there, those first couple scrims?
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, when I first got... Like, when I first talked with uh, Askoft uh-huh. about joining the team, the team was pretty much already set. It was okay. actually going to be uh, Faith, Myself, Punk, um, Aspire, and then it was actually going to be Shaxx as a second oh, okay. PS. And uh, the idea behind Shaxx was uh, in the year before on Boston, when we had a, like, a little bit of a segregation issue during the Junker Queen meta, where mm-hmm. our team, but, like the white boys were just benched, uh, the Westerners. <laughs> yeah. Um we formed a, like a scrim team with uh, the bench guys from London and Shacks was part ah, of that. And okay. so we kind of like saw a little bit of Shax and kind of what he brings um, when we were on that team. And so the idea, the idea behind Shaq's, you, know, you know, being on our team from the beginning was that he was going to actually try to become more of a projectile player. Um, and like we, and apparently, you know, we had talked to Shaxx and he like, he wanted to do that. He was interested. He wanted to try. I don't know how that was going to go um but mm-hmm. that was the initial plan
3: mm-hmm.
1: um and then at a certain like at, during that time that's when all the like the weird like pushbacks were happening and like the delays and like the contracts yeah. and all that so a lot of things kind of got messed up for a lot of teams and because of that uh Lenny uh Sugarfree was available uh to sign and i remember Askov asking me like you know Oh, Sugar is available. Do you think we should sign sign him? And I was like, Yes, absolutely yes. <laughs> like you should do everything you can to sign this kid because he's insane. He's insane. I know he's been out of the game for a long time, but like I played with him before like, I I've played against him before. Mm. I think he's he's a really good player. He's an actual like he plays the projectile characters that we need someone to play, um and not more of like a project. Um and so I thought like as soon as I heard that he was available i was, I thought, like, you know, def- we should definitely we have to get this guy and if we do like our team is going to improve like a lot
0: mm. uh, yeah absolutely i think it was i think everybody coming into the season had like a fair anybody who's like ah well we'll see like every obviously super hyped up and like has a, a a storied contenders career you know playing with the atl lads and whatnot but you know we'll have to see what he looks like you know a year out you know, new game in the big league you know it's 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 a different caliber up here and fuck me if this kid did not just absolutely come in and just large man everybody just actually just dominant in some of these games and even in some of those like early scrims obviously like preseason was kind of a a, a leak fest if you will um, and looked phenomenal there and I think that kind of built the, the excitement and just kind of took it and ran with it
1: yeah just, he was he was supposed to get signed to Glad's before all the like delays and weird stuff that happened and they really messed up by not signing him like (laughs) like i I was actually so surprised that like yeah they had like kevster sugar free that's insane that's that's an insane lineup um and yeah i think another good thing about like lenny is that he he's a very like he's very like go with the flow like he'll Hmm. he'll like kind of like listen and he's not like he doesn't have like a huge ego like He's not like a super like stubborn person. Like he's very like go with the flow. He'll do like if you ask him to do something, he'll do it. He'll try it. Um and I love that about him. And I think like yeah, he's just a really good player. He was out of the, he was out of the game for a while. Um but you know, he picked up right where he left off and I think he was uh, he was pretty dominant.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd say so. I'd say bringing it bringing it home for some western Overwatch enjoyers, you know, just uh yeah. a, 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 another name to put up there on some dream teams and yeah, that's that's uh a bit of a fumble, but you know th- those delays were, I think, probably shuffled quite a bit. I know Yiska probably can comment there that you know whole lot of whole lot of cards got shuffled around and and those those early preseason you know scouting yeah. reports I'm, and I team mean, builds.
2: Yeah, Gator even said that he offered uh, sugar yeah. Um
0: I always yeah, just assumed nice that. that that's where he was going to land. Which was just like, oh come on, like it's he's going to go to Atlanta. Like if he ever comes back, like that that that's you know that's his crew. Like. He's played with those players before. Knows some of the staff now. Like, why wouldn't you? And you know,
2: there's a world where I'll 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 leave open to interpretation what this means. But if Sugar Free goes to Atlanta, Dallas wins the league again. Ah, uh, huh. I feel like there's a strong possibility that that happens uh,
1: based on just you know, like how how the chips fell. In the end. Mm. Yeah, he, from my understanding, Lenny just didn't want to be benched. Like he wanted to play the game, right. Yeah. Um, he heard about, the, you know, the roster they were bringing in, yeah, like, that's that's an amazing roster but at the same time, like, he's been okay. out of the game for a while yeah. he wants to play, you know, and I totally understand that, and hey, good for us it
0: <laughs> worked out for you, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man, what a year, what a year um, just get any anything from the the Titans, you know I'm not going to completely gloat, you know did win a bet, but, you know, it is what it is
2: yeah, I mean, fair play I think, uh, it's it's not even really a thing where you could Realistically, say you got lucky with the meta just simply because, like, tanks are so important, right? And yeah, it it wasn't necessarily punk's meta. Um, so like, I feel like, do, do you feel this like this? This was probably not the best meta you guys could have hit, and you still hit top five.
1: Um, I actually think the monkey, tracer, sombra, and a brig meta was like really good for us. Okay, I think the reason why I know that Punk's not like a traditional main tank player. He's not really like a Winston hmm. player, but another good thing about Punk, very similar to Lenny is like, he's very go with the flow. He'll try things. He'll listen. And like, we'll, we'll try things together. Right. And that was obviously like, that's a huge part of our team is like, we'll, we'll talk about things with each other and we'll try them. And like, we won't like stress too much about like what's perfect. What's the best thing. Um, So like, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try things. We'll see what works. Um, But I think, you know, like looking across the board with the other heroes, like myself on Ana, that's by far my favorite hero, best hero. And then Faith on Brig, by far his best, his best hero, his favorite hero. Um, Lenny on Tracer and Zomber, he can do both. He's very good at both. And then, um, you know, when we had uh, Aspire, he would also like fill in the other hole and they can both kind of like do both, I think. Hmm. Uh, And then Punk on Monkey, he was really smart. He was really smart at like, you know, how to kind of like engage and like what he had to do and he he improved a lot. Like his, his rate of improvement was probably like the biggest out of like any of our players. I think he like towards like the end of that monkey meta, he was actually like doing really, really well. Um and I, I can obviously like see and tell that because, you know, I'm the Ana player. I I'm like the one that's sure, kind of, like yeah. watching out for him all the time. And, like I see him, I'm like, Oh shit, he went in, he probably killed three, like, oh shit, this guy's this guy's serious. Um <laughs> but I think I think that meta was actually really good for us. Um, we were all pretty comfortable. I think towards the end. Um, so yeah, I think I think the meta was pretty good. What about the uh, play-in meta? So the playing meta. So okay, so against Toronto, Toronto was playing the weird double flex, yeah, Alari Bap stuff. So we yep. had to find some sort of solution to that, um, and. Uh, at the time we were still like trying to like play a lot of dive. So initially we started like with the with the like Anna Genji, like Arissa or Zarya and stuff like that. Like we were trying to basically like enable uh Lenny and get nano blades, nanoblade rotations and stuff like that. So we would try to do that. And then that didn't really work out. So then eventually we ended up, you know it eventually we became like a rush team, pretty much. Mm. Um we copied kind of like what Boston was doing with the Bash and Genji and we would play that way. And this is why kind of like what I was talking about earlier where we're not really reviewing too much, kind of like bit us in the ass was obviously like when you go into a rush meta, it's much more kind of coordinated yeah. and you have to kind of like, um, understand your wind conditions and like what you're going to do as a team and, uh, kind of, it's much more like team focused and because we weren't reviewing so much, it's much harder to kind of like be on the same page about things. So like that meta, I think was worse for us because of that, because we didn't, um, review, as much as i think we should have mm. um so that's that's why i think that meta was worse
0: kind of comes down in these metas because it, it does feel like even some of the coaches and the players now are kind of differentiating like almost player styles it's like oh they're a great like rush player and it, it almost kind of feels like they're talking about like oh they like trade resources well or like they're very like they, they coordinate with their team extremely well they're not trying to be like the the all-star like hero like i gotta do extra for my team i have to like try to make a play um yeah is is that kind of the the vibe there where it was just like we you know every little you know resource wasn't min maxed out all everything wasn't necessarily like perfected let's say
1: um yeah i think that was a little bit of the issue i think okay. um yeah we we didn't really review too much we didn't really talk about like the importance of like you know old cycling and like planning mm. and all that stuff so like especially like in a rush versus rush it's very like the the smallest details are what makes the biggest difference, and obviously like sure. London are like the perfectionists where you know they've you know played rush for so long, they've talked about it so much, they <laughs> they know kind of like all their wind conditions and all that. Um, so like it really, just it's really like the smallest details, and like that's the stuff that needs to get talked about in reviews and kind of like ironed out. Um, and because we weren't uh, doing too much of that, that's kind of like where like the flaws started to show. Um, for us,
0: fair play, yeah. London out here running like crazy if-then statements with sin TPs and apparently flipping the 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 scrim meta on Gibraltar now apparently everybody's just running Ryan all over the place. God bless. yeah
1: Now they, Thanks I don't first. think anybody can do it like them though. They are they got <laughs> that down like that is their comp. I think they probably if I'm thinking about all the teams that ever qualified for playoffs, they're like the one team that nobody wanted to qualify for. I the bet. Playoffs yeah, just I because, don't don't give me London playing against them is just such it's a different headache. game right and like even like during like during the year like there were so many teams that like just did not want to scrim them they would like be hard blacklisted because they would always be <laughs> like when they played dive they were awful like they were just sure. the worst team ever um but obviously when they go back to like their comfort and what they know like they were like really really good um and you know there was a lot of times where i think that they even like struggled to people like tr- like didn't respect them mm. um but i always kind of like admired them for kind of like sticking to their guns and like doing what works for them even though it's not good for like even if it's not like you know what's quote-unquote meta um you know i've always uh admired them for that and i think like they they deserve that the, the success that they've had
0: 100 percent. i hear just running the uh the style i always think that's the the one thing that i feel like overwatch um didn't have enough of and i hope that maybe we get you know going into 2024 is like these like super stylistic teams because they're fun to like root for you know you you have like everybody kind of running similar stuff maybe some some differing opinions here and there but you don't get too many like chung do hunters back in the day or like you know eu contenders and like oh yeah running like just weird one tricks off the ladder and just kind of like making shit up or london running ryan on traditional like dive maps like those are the ones where it's just like what How is this working why is this so successful such a surprise it's just you know it would be fun to see more of that be fun to have some some wackiness
1: but calculated no
0: good wackiness
1: i feel like you always hear kind of like you know play to your strengths play your strengths and all that but i mean london definitely (laughs) took that and ran with it all the way to the playoffs honest Um, to god yeah and you know there's not there's really yeah like you said there's not many teams at all that like do that at all anymore Mm, it's Um, hard yeah it is hard you like you really need to be bought in like you have Mm -hmm. to be 100 percent bought in to like the idea that you know we're not like it's so hard to play something different and then lose with it and then see what the other team is playing and like think like oh man we should just play that Mm -hmm. we should just mirror like all that stuff like you have to be fully bought in and understand that this is the best thing that we have going for us this is what we're gonna make work um and like a lot of teams just like don't it's, just, it's really hard to come by you yep. know to, yeah. to uh get that kind of like trust um so it's really r- rare to see and you know that's why i'm I'm saying like you know i'm i'm really i'm I'm glad to see london succeed because it's so rare and i think they they deserve it
0: yeah i feel like this 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 permeates throughout most esports where it's just like you know everybody comes into a new patch with all these ideas and then like one person i feel like it's good, you can talk to you can you could probably support this with way more evidence than i can but like everybody just like sees what works and then they're just like well obviously that's just the best so we should just be doing that i don't don't ask me why it's the best but like it's being it's super successful did like that felt oppressive right in scrims like we should just do that like we need to unpack that and figure that out and not really figure out who we have as players and what they're super strong at Um, and even sometimes as a player it's got to be tough to be like Fuck, man. Maybe we do just have to play Torb. Like, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to, but shit, maybe it's good. Yeah. I just gotta try it out.
2: Yeah, the game theory is like it's not just a state of balance as we, like we always preached. It's a, it's a mm. social construct just as well. Who screams yeah. who? Who's the Genji player that pops off and heaves the comp like <laughs> to a higher heights than it probably deserves on an objective meta level. Um who gets to practice against who and invest in there, right? Like, it's... And it's also, yeah, like, the, the the risk factor of willing into a comp where you don't know if at the end of the road when you well practice on it, if it works against the current meta comp. Also, on the uphill battle that nobody will scrim you. is It is a gamble that I usually have, like, would probably suggest to the lower ranking halves. Because you're losing anyway, right? But I think, yeah. like, crucially for for London, they sort of, like, took that on when it was good, and then they always kept, like, a steady level where they probably always sort of could have made, made it work to never be, like, you know, one of the last three teams or whatever. It, it, they had just consistently played that in almost every meta state. Y- yes, sometimes balance gets really wacky and they have a problem, but or, you know, I guess there were were seasons where you couldn't play every hero that you wanted. But barring those um outliers, I feel like if you if you have meta comp knowledge that exceeds everyone else, especially at the bottom level, you it's really hard to be last.
1: Yeah, I think that like especially the teams at the bottom like. I'm sorry, but you're not you're probably not gonna be you're not gonna beat Lip and Stalker in a Tracean Gramm. Uh I'm I'm just you know, just an idea. So like, you know, that definitely like sometimes you gotta take the risk, you gotta take the the gamble. Um I think some teams are like really just like scared of that and um and I think it it should be something that is seen a little bit more. Especially like from these lower tier teams. Like, you know, go Mm. go for something crazy, go for something weird, like talk about it, like play, try to like find out um a way to play against kinda like Play find out a way to play against the meta instead of like playing into the meta where like it's yep. just obvious that you're you're so behind that um you're just not gonna succeed and that's that's what London did is like they tried to play dive they tried to be a little yep. bit more flexible they got absolutely shit on so like <laughs> they went back to Rhine right yeah. so they but they tried they tried to they tried to be more flexible and that's important I think um it was really good for them to obviously uh pivot back to the Reinhardt and not like keep going and like ramming their head into the wall um at some point you got to kind of like admit defeat yeah um so yeah i think that's definitely something that should be seen a little bit more in my opinion too
0: always always feels like it circles back to like that that goats debate like do you keep practicing it to try to chase up the 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 rat race of it or do you try to break the break what's going on and try to like you know get back to playing overwatch in that way and it's <laughs> it's not easy it feels very easy looking in i would imagine but as like a player as a coach as somebody working in and around teams it's probably really difficult to kind of zoom out and see all of that and and try to make it up as you go i feel like that's a we do kind of say play to your strengths very often but like when you don't when you have a hard time deciphering what your strengths are because everybody's just playing the same kinds of things, like mm-hmm. that's a that's a tough question to ask. you know, a player like, what do you what do you think about the medicine? Like, I don't know. I've spent sixteen hours in the last, you know, day f- trying to figure out like where and when I should pack on brig. Yeah in a brig mirror. Like it's I, I don't I don't really know. My brain's fried. Like, I don't know how to just make shit up. You know, it's <laughs> I I feel for you guys. It's tough.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely like a big honestly it's a big mental thing. Like you have mm-hmm. to be able to be like willing to fail and yeah. willing to take risk. Um to be able to like actually like pull these things off. And just most of, like obviously just most of the time it's not something that people are kinda willing to do. Mm. They'd rather just like play the meta, um, play worse, lose and then blame their teammates. Because that's kinda <laughs> that's kinda like how things feel like they kinda go. Um and sometimes like people at the same time, like I think like if you wanna like mirror these like better teams, like it has to be like from the point of like um learning sure. and like improving that way. Um so like if you want like there's in my opinion there's two different things you can do. It's like either you can mirror and try to learn um and like improve that way, or you can like fully take the gamble and like understand that you're not really gonna learn and you just wanna win. And then at that point it's about how do we beat this comp? How yeah. do we like what can we do to kinda like get the edge on like the other team. Um so that's kinda like a thing that I think some people maybe have an issue with um kind of like this deciphering as well. It's like, you know, are we gonna do we want to like learn and like play the meta? Or like when or like when do we have to like change to like okay, we gotta start winning. Um I think London found a pretty good um baseline for that where it's yeah. like, you know, at some point they really just like they pulled the cord completely. They said we're going back to Ryan. Um obviously not every team has that kind like, sure, you know, of like pace up their sleeve. Um, but, um, anyways, the, the idea of, like, um, pivoting and when things are not working is, like, a very smart thing, I think.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, like, I would imagine it's also kind of a little bit of an ego hit as well, where it's just like, okay, we have to admit to ourselves that we're not, you know, we're not proper, we're not, like, the best players ever to ever grace the game, we're not, you know, we're not gonna be good at this meta because we just don't have the pieces for it have to accept that and move on from it and that's that's tough that's that's a that's a hard pill to swallow to be like yeah i'm actually this isn't gonna go super well so we need to figure out like we need to find a, a gap here and and try to figure out some kind of success and, and salvage it that's you'd think it'd be easy but that's that's not easy to get people that are, are competitors to kind of buy into and i think that circles back to what you're talking about like the the trust in london the trust in those like super stylistic teams it's gonna find that that's probably pretty uh pretty correlative i would imagine a lot, of, yeah. a lot of trust there a lot of buy-in
1: and i think like it all starts from the top right it all yeah. starts with like the coach and kind of what the coach kind of like like the respect that the coach has from like the players um to like make those kinds of like decisions and kind of you know guide the team mm. um, i think that's something that's also very rare i think it's something that you know london does have because they, they've they worked with uh, christopher for a while they they trust him um, but at the same time it's like you need to have somebody at the head of the ship that's gonna turn the ship and then everybody's with like with the like, yeah. the head of the ship and they're going that way too. Um and that's hard. Like especially like, you know, when you're talking about like mixed rosters too, it's like sure. you know, completely different uh ideas about the game and like ways of approaching the game. Um it's just really, really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's di- completely different ideologies, like you said, the way that you view the game, you know i feel like as esports fans like get more and more ingrained the more that you know you start to hear about like the the players that want to play you know the the peak level they're like the peak the best case scenario like this is how the meta should be played let's chase after like optimal gameplay that's the word um versus like you know more realistic this is you know and i feel like that's where you get those styles so it's it is a as much as it's you know the the hands of the players in the server it's also like the the almost like attribute sheets of all of the players the pros the cons what they can do what they can't do you you kind of have to rpg it out a little bit sometimes and it's far harder than i think people want to admit or can even conceive so credit to anybody who's trying to do this doing it actively Um, it's harder than it looks. I can only imagine. I I can't speak from any expertise, but I'd imagine Crimzo, this shit was, I think, you know, in that same context, like going back to the start of your career, like, was it, was it similar? Was it different? Like what was, was like the time investment different from like just grinding it out on like envision and, you know what? What ended up kind of like finishing out with Vancouver? Like, what was what were some of those like big like? Dang, I didn't think of it this way, or like I didn't expect it to be like this. Ha- you know, hectic or chaotic, or you know, what were some of those like un- unforeseen things?
1: Well, let me tell you, getting put on a Dallas team was like me just getting thrown into the fire, like mm. actually just straight into the scorching hot fire. Um, everything was just completely out of whack the entire year. Mm it was so difficult to kind of like uh, kind of get my bearings and like just focus on like the game and not have to worry about things outside of the game mm. um i think early on in my career uh i was a bit more like stubborn and would like feel like so i'm i'm very like opinionated in terms of like strategy i like mm. i love like strategy and like you know overwatch theory and all that um so earlier on i had a bit of an issue where um i would kind of like have an opinion and it would be hard to kind of like change my sure. mind um i think as time has gone on like that's gotten a lot i've been like i've become a lot more like open to like you know things maybe i'm not right that's fine um but i think early on i was pretty stubborn i think you know dallas was definitely like just a crazy year and i think houston was probably like the best year in terms of like you know competing Mm. Um, just like overall like you know how hard the team was trying kind of like how I was feeling like the general direction of how the team was going like it felt really really competitive and we tried very hard Um, so I like I do regret some things uh, from there where I felt like I could have been a little bit more forgiving a little bit more kind of like open Um, so but yeah I mean I think like, like what was said earlier it's like every other year it seems like it's like I'm on a bad team, then a good team, then a bad team, then a good team, so it's like I'm kinda constantly kind of going back and forth um and that you know it's it's hard when things are so kind of like out of whack to kind of like stay focused on the game um but for me, like I was never really worried about being on the absolute best team whenever I was thinking about teams, I always like considered play time and salary hmm. was like the best two things. I could I could have gone to like a like a really good team and just sat on the bench, but I don't want to do that. That's boring. Sure. Um, I want to be able to play, and I want to be able to like help help the team like improve as a whole. Like, and then you know if things don't work out, then you know my idea was like, okay, if things don't work out, if I come here, I play my game, I do my job, and maybe my my teammates are failing, then like the next year we can have some sort of turnover and we can try to improve that way. Right. But. Um, unfortunately for whatever reason, like that wasn't really able to kinda happen. Um there was just every year it was kinda like a flip flop where like, you know, I joined Dallas and then that off season they go all Korean. Uh because at that time Paris Eternal just like decided to sell all the element <laughs> mystic players for no reason. Um and so like Dallas went all Korean and then Houston. I joined Houston and then the next year Houston basically went all Korean but like they had Dante. Um and then, you know, it was it's a, I think it's a bit kinda like unfortunate but Um, I always valued playtime and kind of like salary and yeah, maybe the teams weren't that weren't going to be the best, but, you know, I was willing to kind of like work through it and like find ways to get better. Um, but obviously, you know, it's a team effort and everything kind of has to work in the same way for that to kind of happen. And unfortunately, sometimes that just didn't really happen.
0: Hey, I respect the, you know, a non paycheck stealer, you know? Somebody who's out here trying to, you know, blue collar, you know, it's it's an honest job. Just wants to get out there and do what he likes to do. Yeah, I, I think like sitting that.
1: on a bench and like claiming like victory <laughs> over your team when you just did nothing and just like were just on the bench didn't play at all is kind of it's kind of weird to me. So like lame, yeah. you did nothing. Like you know what I mean? Like if I'm gonna do something, that I want to be the one playing and doing it, sure, like having yeah. some sort of like hand in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I just never. I never cared about like the success in that way in terms of like, Oh, I'll just sit on the bench. You guys go play the game. I'll be here. I'll have some water for you. Like, I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to play the game, uh, do my best. And that's about it.
0: Feel that. Feel that coach moon need not apply. Do not try to court Crimzo and do another Shanghai dreamer run. And you know, <laughs> no, no ring stealers. you know, he's, yeah. he wants, he wants that honest ring. I respect that. I respect that. All right. Shall we get into the top 10 flex supports? Should we get into the list? I'm feeling, feeling listy. Alright, so, as we've done in the last couple episodes, we're bringing, you know, pro players now, I guess, Crimson, formerly pro player, um, on to talk about, you know, some of the best players to, you know, play in that Overwatch League era, Um, and can't really have uh, a better, you know, judge of skill than somebody who's played in almost every year, if not every year, I think it was every year, right? Uh, Season one?
1: No, nah, I was I joined in season 3. Ah, okay.
0: Nah, well, most most the,
1: the, the thing yeah. is like you were you were around, around when yeah. when like a lot of the
2: especially the Na talent in, in basically at the peak of academy, I would say, right? Like you were yeah. around then and competing against those guys that then were promoted and also like a lot of bangers in there right like mm-hmm. you, you could, yeah, yeah. i I sometimes argue if if like the year you came up is the best strongest rookie year, or if it is uh you know season five just because season five had also a couple of bangers no not least you know the rookie of the year and uh m v p in personal union, but yeah, like really strong rookie year, therefore also um not just in Korea but also in North America, a lot of strong talent. Also
1: because they people still imported with the Academy teams, right? Yeah. I think during that time too, it was like it was very hard to get in the door as a Western I bet. black sport. Right. right. Like I was competing since like season I was competing in contenders since season one mm-hmm. of um and even like when I joined Dallas that year, like had I not joined Dallas, I definitely wouldn't have been on a team at the very start of the year. I do not I don't I don't know, maybe I would have got picked up mid year, but um it's it was very difficult i think to kind of like get in um but you know eventually i did and i was able to make a long career out of it so
0: yeah all these all these teams joking that they can try to pony up for all the best korean talent
1: i literally got told one time that we are looking at our korean options
0: that doesn't shock me it's Wait. it's the one th- I feel like most teams could take to like their board and be like, "Okay, so if we go Korean, our chance of success goes up twenty yep. percent." It's Like, well, here's some extra money. Go, yeah, like go I
1: straight up Korea. just got disregarded because, like, actually, we're looking for a Korean in this role. I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry, <laughs> great." <laughs> I'll, I'll work you, on that. I'll tell me, on me it's Florida under Gunba without telling me It's Florida. Under <laughs> <Burba>. <laughs> no, it was not. It, it was not Florida. It was a. I'm pretty sure it was a season three team. Ah, okay.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You just aged out of Gunda's system, you know. You just you know that this this also clip of true. Uh, Yes, also true. Him not uncoachable is just like actually just like cross hatching all names above like twenty one. It's just like you're that's I mean, I respect that. That's you know a if man you win, you uh, right. knows what he, win, he wants. Right. <laughs> <Hey, look, laughs> Does have a ring. I don't have a ring, so
1: maybe he knows something we don't. I don't
0: know. <laughs> He's got that vision. Alright, um, as as Honor, um, I will lead us off with number 10. Um, this one probably will not surprise Jessica, but I am interested to hear your take on this, Crimso. um, My number 10 for the most, the bestest flex support in history, coming out at 10, I put Monk. Somebody who I think, a little underrated, had a good end-of-the-year World Cup, not going to necessarily judge that, um, but as... Former Chinese Overwatch enjoyer, um, I think, had a, a very successful career. I think beats out some names that I think fans will uh, want to kind of throw out there. Um, but I think Monk had a, a a sizable hero pool that we kind of could see led Chengdu to some of those successful runs. I think you know in 2021, I think it was um, doing success, doing doing a ton of work with that team across the years um yeah somebody who i think uh had a, had a pretty successful career what do you any any opinions on monk crimson
1: uh no i think monk's pretty solid he's been around for a while i think he hasn't he's shown to kind of like be pretty flexible pretty good player i don't think that, i don't have anything bad to say about him at all
0: oh yeah So all right Jeska, yeah,
2: who's yeah. who's at number ten? No, like I, I, let me also talk about Monk. Um, okay, I I think like he's he's really solid. He's yeah. he's arguably. Am I talking shit? Maybe the second best, Apex Flex support. This year or just in history? in general? That I can. Th- I mean, it, it's a definitional issue. But I'm looking at my list and depending on what you see as a as a. Uh, APAC like support, yeah, like Monk is high up there for me,
0: yeah, solid. I think, like, not too many, not too many other names outside of like Korea, you know,
1: yeah,
0: it's like there are a couple of other like Chinese names, but I feel like Monk just is like that, that leader there. And yeah, I don't know, always, always stuck out. And it it was an edge case. I was like, I could, you know, name some people, but I'm like, yeah, you know, give it to the boy. I don't think anybody else is going to give a, give some love to Monk. So, that being said, number 10, I'll put Monk. Crimzo, number 10 for you.
1: All right, so the bottom of the list is kind of <laughs> like a, a scramble. <laughs> feel, uh, that, so feel that, feel I, that. I think there's a couple people that could be here, yeah. but I'm going to go back in time, and I'm going to put Kariv at number 10. And the reason I'm... why I'm putting Kariv at number 10 okay. is... Karev was, you know, around for a very long time. True. Um, at his peak, he was insane on a player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he always also seemed like, you know, like a great teammate, a great person to kind of like be around. Obviously, you know, like he's still working with teams right now as a coach. Mm-hmm. So like, I think he's someone that has been around for a long time. I think um, he is just like a very um, strong player um and yeah i think he's i think i i I can be happy with putting him on number 10 i actually think like some other players could be here to you but that's kind of who i'm settling with
0: it's a name that you kind of have to throw around i think prior to the show yes and i were like oh god like who do we what do we do with like these last couple spots and it's like all right let's like make a short list crib has to be on that short list homies played forever he's been around is does have some like insane place like i i'll, yeah. I'll forever meme on that roll star that he won that like yeah probably could have went somewhere else that's okay you know it, it went how it went the plays that he did make that you know i think captured the the hearts and minds of maybe the the voters and some of the fans like kind of some sick
1: plays everybody's gonna remember that titan sleep dart yep yeah. that's, just 100%. One of, that's just one of the historic plays you know yep. of the overwatch league so
0: it is is a bit of a monster, like a little bit feast or famine for me. Where he's like, either Kriv's gonna win you this game, or he's gonna make it extremely hard to win. Yeah. Like, but when he makes those plays, it's like, dang, all right, Kriv might might be heat this season. Like, this might be, you know, that the turnaround, successful player. I would say, super fun to watch. End of the day, very entertaining.
1: Yep.
0: Yeska, number ten.
2: <sighs> Yeah, I I share, like at the the bottom was the hardest part of this list. Um, hmm. and at the end, I just looked at stats and and just looked looked at
0: <laughs> how German like, of you?
2: Like I, I, I also stole some of the you know comparative metrics that Baroy came up with. Um, just to name a couple of, uh, should I name honorable mentions because it kind of gives away who I have and the rest? But like. There were a couple of considerations, and actually, I'm, I call it friend, like call it pandering to the guest, But I value longevity a lot, and given that it's you know four years, which you have not played for the entirety, were like in some situations, <laughs> due due to Korean induction, um, <laughs> yeah, you were not playing, but. I think I like. I think it's fine and fair, especially given your performance. I was very interested seeing that you valued your Zen so lowly, because yeah. a there's two thing reasons why I, I I thought you'd be more confident. The first one is, I feel like a lot of people had you as Zen uh, in their construction at least early on. That's the mm. That's the puzzle piece I saw you being shoved around with, right? And I, I think there was a lot of demand for you, for instance, between, like, after Season 3, um, like, I think that you you talked about it in your AMA, right? Like, Houston, yeah. Gladiators, and and um, uh, I'm missing the one. Which one was the third team?
1: I did, I did trial for Atlanta right. one time, but there was also Titans, but they still had second win, so I'm not Part of that, right?
2: Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, long story I'm boston
1: sorry,
2: yeah, I and the stats also banged on on Zen comparatively. Um, yeah. so yeah, I have crimson in 10.
1: That's awesome,
2: <laughs> base. I honestly like, I the reason that I have you in 10 is almost certainly because I'm like, I cannot imagine who you guys have ahead. Even based on your lower ranking picks, like I, for Joe, I already have no idea. I thought Wonk would be way really? higher up in your list.
0: You oh, probably... i don't think you. I don't think you could juice him that yeah, yeah, high. I, There's so many like huge names well, that you have to compare him to, and, like Crimson, winners. From so you don't
2: know this, and you might have not been. It might have not been possible for you to come on if you saw Joe's main support list. But this man had IDK <laughs> in four. Okay, let's go. <laughs> That's all I need I to do, know. That's,
0: that's, let's go. <laughs>
2: so, so I'm I'm smelling some bullshit coming from Joe. Nah, based nah, on the first nah. pick. This yeah. is a
0: this is a baseless. Okay, this okay. is the let's, truth right here. All right, and and to 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 follow up that that true statement. Okay, honest blue collar statement right there. Number nine for me, Lastro. Mm. Solid. I think surprised the shit out of me coming in. Was that 2021? Twenty twenty two. That Houston roster, whatever Houston roster he played on, where he had to actually move to main support. I think that was like, dang, all right. Last row can actually kinda of play a little bit of main support. All right. Based. Um super solid on on Valiant years ago. Talk about a longevity. Last has been around forever. Yeah, gladiators this year kind of, you know, ejected. But
3: yeah. I I'd I'd rate last kind of high.
0: I think, you know, solid. All across, solid picks. I think. I don't know. I can't think of exactly what I'd like tie because you talk about like how like you know I would agree that like Crimzo, I kind of envisioned Crimzo as like you know that zen player but also was on on Dallas I think was fantastic. Um, I think last row was kind of just good overall and you do it enough that enough years enough teams so yeah I I put last row number nine. Which what say you Crimzo? last row good good flex support?
1: Uh, I think he's pretty solid. I think yeah. I had him competing for the 10th spot like around like yeah, 11th yeah, or 12th probably. Um, I don't think he's anything too crazy. Sure. I think I I I would definitely would put Monk above Lastro. Okay. Um I think uh but I mean anyways, I think Lastro is pretty solid. Um, I feel that. I, so it's all right. Here's my hot okay. take. Lastro peaked before Overwatch League. Because
2: I vividly remember... Were you coached by Dream? Or was that... Did you miss each other just by season? Uh,
0: Season three?
1: No. No,
2: no, you weren't. Right, right. Like, former Houston Outlaws coach, Dream. We had, like, a discussion where, like, there was a season where a couple of guys... It wasn't just Dream, but others also claimed that last year had a better contender season than Alarm. And I remember being very mad at that.
1: (laughs) Um, That seems a bit crazy to me. Yeah,
2: that's a little. In fairness, he popped the fuck off and hard carried uh, during that time, and then, um, yeah, in the league, of course, like more like a player that uh, only got the chance to play on a big team pretty late, and then promptly, sort of like it's maybe it's a it's a little recency biasy that I value like the shitting the bed. Uh, pretty highly yeah. in this season but yeah it's it's a guy that I've in an honorable mention certainly one of the guys
0: that I had um, also in contention for 10 so, I think you can't like anything higher than I feel like even 9 is like ah, what really kind of sold me was like the main support stuff I think like remembering that that happened and like being kind of surprised at that I was like oh okay like it's a little bit deeper than I think It's a it's a it's almost a different attribute than i think some of the players in the list so i was like okay like i'll take that in consideration i think it's pretty solid like as a player overall primarily a flex sport though but yeah that's that's kind of my argument for last year yeska you're number nine change it up
2: dude okay to explain to <laughs> crimson i'm uh-huh. actually the president of the Karif hate hate train okay like <laughs> sure. the hate tech club. Job, like this kid has been overrated Basically every season he was in the league, and somehow you got still got to put him in nine. I feel like yes, like as as Joe said, like the one season <laughs> where he got roll start, he got it off two sleep dots, dude. Like that's it. Like during the most rel- like people get a ballot, they ah oh, fuck, who do I oh two sleep dots, holy shit, and, and just wrote the name in. Okay, they, they, there was no more neurons firing than this during that uh, award season. <laughs> but guy had some longevity. Guy yeah. had some interest. I remember uh there was there was some ominous uh interest from Krusty. I would have liked to see that cooking <laughs> during the during time. I think it's for the better in, in the end, especially if we get later to the um <laughs> into the list that this deal never happened. But there's there's also a little bit of unfortunateness in, in Karif's teams where he landed. Uh <sighs> That the fun thing about Kareem was that he he somehow felt like a smi- slightly smarter player than what he, you would have re- like thought of him based on the stories you heard behind the scenes of what kind of a person he is. You know, like not more like in the faith way. You know, in the yeah you know, cr- funny, silly kind of goofy, funny, stupid guy. Yeah. Like, with that spin and the whole agility stuff and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like but, by the mere fact that Karif was also around um, and tolerated, was he not a, an assistant coach even for Gunba? I think that guy. He, yeah,
1: yeah, he was on the roster, and then he moved to coaching.
2: Right, like yeah. I, I don't think medi- medi- mediocrity would be tolerated. So I just by <laughs> by that uh, filter check of Gunba, I have to assume he's also very smart about the game, because I wouldn't know, right? But yeah, yeah. I, I think Karif having him somewhere down here is probably justified and uh, putting him outside the top 10 feels a little bit like hating but maybe joe is about to take my presidency for hey
0: me. captain hater reporting for duty
1: i will also uh, say like for what you said about him being very overrated i think in general my honest opinion is that support in general is just so overrated oh I okay think people think that flex supports are like very like highly rated but for me like it's flex supports the most overrated role um mm, because yes. so like my opinion is like if you want to build a successful team for me I'm looking at supports last and i mean like you can't always you can't have someone that's like so far below like sure. the level of like you you know, have to meet the, the, rest the, of the your teammates. yeah like but I think, like, you can easily have, like, a solid support player and, like, win. But, and, like, you have, like, a really good tank and DPS. But if you have, like, a really, really good support and, like, mediocre DPS or tank, I don't think you can win.
3: Yeah. I like, guess. I
1: think, like, that's just how, kind of, like, Overwatch is. And, I mean, we're talking about, like, a support role, right? You're sitting in the back. You're kind of, your main kind of job is to, like, pretty much, like, just stay alive and, like, keep your teammates alive. And you're not really the one that's, like, taking a whole bunch of, like, risk. um mm-hmm. And, like you know, setting up tempo and all that stuff but and so I think, like for me, like support in general is typically overrated uh because of like I think like tank and d p s are just much more important, obviously, I'm not saying you can have like a really bad support and win, um but like just someone that pretty much like does like the job and like stays alive and like keeps the team alive, I think that's all you really need, in my opinion,
0: I feel it. I think that's that's always like a fun experiment to do is like okay if you had a set budget of x like x amount of monopoly money dollars like where do you spend it when it comes to like an esports position you know like when you look at like League of Legends like do you spend it all mid lane do you spend it you know how do you how do you spend it in terms of overwatch and I feel like everybody's got like slightly different opinions where it's like yeah I think a lot of people do see the 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 flashy plays when it comes to to flex support but is that as valuable as somebody especially in overwatch 2 that can play the entire tank pool is it as valuable as somebody like you know hyperflex dps that can play literally everything on the roster like is that you know how when it comes to like brass tacks and you have like a budget to spend like how are you actually going to spend it
1: i i I, I would challenge
0: people to think about it that way because it's probably not going to be a lot on supports
1: yeah i was thinking like if you were to do like a fantasy draft of like mm-hmm. all the players and like the history of the league like you're crazy if you pick a like a support player with like your <laughs> first two picks in my opinion yeah. like yeah i think you absolutely need to be like focusing on your tanks and your dps yeah. and then supports like i said like you can't have somebody that's like completely awful at the game and have um, a griefer
0: but come on yeah
1: you, yeah but i mean like tanks and dps are just like they're just they they set the pace for the team in my opinion always yeah.
0: Agreed, agreed. All right. Number 9 for you Crimza, who's who's uh, not last.
1: So, my number 9 is Monk. Okay. Because similar Thanks. to kind of like what you were saying, you know, solid, really solid player, like tons of longevity. I think he's been he's been doing really well um in terms of like, you know, enabling like the spark kind of like DPS and tank. I think he is a, a player that does the job. Like he's not really to do anything too crazy, yeah. too flashy. Um, but he's gonna like be solid. He's gonna do the job. I think he he's a very solid player, and that's why I have him at number nine.
0: I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, I think a lot of my points agreed with. Jessica, did you? Let's 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 make Jessica squirm a little bit. Do you have Monk on your list, Jessica?
2: Yes, it's a number eight.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Number there you eight go.
1: is Monk.
2: <laughs> I got a little a little
1: like step up <laughs> effect.
2: Yeah, no, I I had to hate Uncle Reef a little. Um. But I, <laughs> I also legitimately think uh like he was d- during all the Changdu eras like when when he was with the team like he was never a liability it, it felt like um I think there was a time when when he was like A or B right like with yeah. Huawei um but generally speaking I I feel like it it also speaks to his qualities that he became like the staple of the Chinese uh Super team, quote unquote, right? So, um, yeah, just longevity, probably the best flex support to ever play in China, especially after shy switched, right? Like, yeah, uh, um, I guess that would have been, you know, remember uh, you remember Joe? And uh, by the way, later on, as we get to that person, we will have to talk about it. But I think what Crimson says uh-huh. about flex support being like. Its support not being important. I would agree, with the exception of Overwatch League Season One, um, where I I still remember that Beroy also like sort of statistically proved that the output of numbers was heavily correlated with the team team's um, ranking. Ranking, right? Like maybe there's also some some, yeah some counter correlation, but it, it felt like the their flex supports, especially Zen, still had impact. Also, because sidelines weren't as well understood, and um, and pff, I mean, Discord was busted and that type of stuff, right? But mm. um, yeah, I think that um, the 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 fact how how long Monk was able to stick around, I think that's that's like a quality that sticks through a lot of it. I I think I I might have some guys lower than others would have
0: them just based on a lack of longevity, and we we'll, we we'll get yeah. to those soon. I think that's exactly where you're going to fight me on eight for me, um, because this is my first ring getter. This is this is a a, a new champion, uh, the the last champion when it comes to flex supports. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Rupaul is my number eight. Um, I think he's had a fantastic. I think this year in particular really put me on the map, or really put him on the map for me. I know everybody, you know, wants to poo-poo, like, Pro-Am. That being said, and I don't think it was, like, the most seriously taken stuff, you know, when I remember, like, Shock, still in Korea, you know, they are playing in, like, blackout curtains in, like, a hotel PC bong, God knows where, you know, off the grid somewhere in in the the countryside of South Korea. Um, But I think RuPaul really kind of stuck out, I think, Throughout the year, his Ana was fantastic. I think it started fantastic. It ended extremely solid. I think him on Alari was really, really strong when they did play it. Um, yeah, I, it just surprised the shit out of me. It is very recency bias. It's near. It's it's neighboring names that do sound a little heretical, but I, I genuinely believe that I think he will be, you know, we'll see what happens in 2024, but I think it, this is, like, the kind of start of his, like, top 10... Uh, presidency, if you will, his his candidacy in these uh the next to these big names. So yeah, I'm gonna put RuPaul number eight.
2: Ranking based on future potential, based. I, I guess okay, I a, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Why you why you had no uh, no problem filling up this list? I th- personally think like one and a half seasons is not enough.
0: It's it's rank. it is it is a l it, it's not very many. That's that goes without saying. I I will. Like, I'll hold that, you know, grief that he doesn't have a ton of play time.
2: Especially because but it's, I, like, these I, short seasons, right? It's not, like, season yeah, one 40 yeah. games type of stuff. That's where, true.
0: That's true. But that's where it's just, like, okay, I can't in good faith put somebody, you know, wherever Bedosian is, got, you know, hope <laughs> he's doing well. I, like, I can't do that. Like, homie did get a ring. Like, they're equal there, but he season one...
2: He probably second best... Flex support during that time, no. Fair. I don't have him in my top ten either, but like, I feel like he has a stronger claim than uh, RuPaul just based ah. on longevity because he was in for three seasons. Even though we'll forget about the Dynasty one <laughs>
1: <laughs> for three seasons, I completely forgot about that guy after season one. Yeah, I mean, it's- <laughs> I mean, London and Ghost was
2: also just jokes, right? Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: longest fight I think in, in league history, just floundering around. it Was it them in Washington? Just to kind of slap fight each other. Yeah. That's Overwatch I would love to not remember. Um, but yeah. Uh, any any opinions on RuPaul, Crimson? Is that a hot take? Uh,
1: well, my opinion is I see exactly what you're seeing because I also have him as my number eight. Let's go! Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's go! The, the reason why so, like yeah, he is kind of the the new the new kid um yeah kind of like you know has has a ton of success, i think he does have like a lot of potential, mm. i think you know he did he only ha he he has only played like a, a year and a half, but like his rate of improvement has been pretty incredible yeah. i think obviously he had an amazing team around him, but I think he also was able to survive Gumba coaching. <laughs> um I think that, that's, that's like a, that's like a test by in itself yeah. that he was able to kind of like survive. Um mm. I think you know whatever I whenever I've seen him, I think he's always been kind of like um a a really solid player. I don't think he's going to make many mistakes. I don't think he's going to make like super huge plays, but I think he's again he's going to be very very solid. I think he can cover pretty much every support character. Um he seems like he's like a nice guy. He's not going to like cause any like Issues in a team. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I'm just kind of like it's what I've kind of seen and what it's I've heard. It's a soul read, yeah. Um, I think he does have like tons of kind of potential for the future. It's a shame that like we're not going to be able to see like yeah. another year of the league and you know see him kind of like you know progress even more and see what happens, um, like what happens to him next basically. Um, but I think like you know he's got tons of potential. I think he is very solid. He can play every hero. Um, yeah, I I, I have him pretty confidently. Like, uh, number eight. Hell yeah.
0: Let's go. That's so funny. Um I feel like every every time we do this, there's always like a couple names that everybody's just like aligned on. So it's funny that that was like my one that I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some looks from from some people if I put Rupali That's funny. Um so I'll I'll lead us, I'll continue us at number seven. Um this is another one that I feel like is going to be scrutinized. Uh it's going have to be much room. bombastic, side eyed for all the zoomers. Yeah, I'm getting the algorithm out there. You know, hope uh, it, the mister... next pick will determine if you forgot someone. If no, this is a I... bullshit pick, you <laughs> forgot someone. It's, no, no, no. It's not, it's not bullshit, but I think it is like weirdly low when you see the number, you see the name, you're like, really? really? But like, you, you got to look at like the success of the names above him, right? I have Jonak at seven. Okay, okay, again. Backloaded career, season one, an absolute phenom, blew open stats. You know, I remember like on some of those older podcasts, you know, some of these old heads talking about like how some teams like wanted, like their flex supports were like, oh, I want to be in positions like Jonek, like give me the resources, I want to be a playmaker. Like, kind of folded a role in a way. Um, in the season, had a, a solid career after that. You know, not to the same degree that he was in season right. one, but I remember his like BAP was solid. Zen obviously is fantastic I think people Sleep on his Ana Solid Ana player as well but yeah I think Like success is what's limited What kind of limits him like The fact that like he has some like you know What we would deem as like you know Minor tournaments or like stage titles Under his belt is solid but then Everybody else I think past Him on this list are like Either could have had a ring Should have had a ring was in team Jail what have you Jonak never really got that, never really got to finish out his career or chose not to. I can't even remember exactly how that worked out, but yeah, I have Jonak at seven. Yeska, What you think?
2: <laughs> Same. Aha, um, there it is. Yeah, I was concerned in the way you sold it because, like, I, I feel like the rest of the It list feels is weird, though, right? Like, a...
0: to put Jonak that low, it's just like, fuck. Like, but, but no. He kind of
2: can. Okay, number one, Supreme Hater moment. I don't think he was MVP in season one. Um I, I still remain oh. it. It should have been profit, even though nobody believes this. Oh, and okay. everyone will say, oh yeah, the, it, like, he's about to say Kape should have gotten it. Nope. Profit should have definitely gotten it. Car- the, the the votes were atrociously bad. And sure. especially the way w- who they gave it to was just like beyond the pale, awful. Okay. Um Agility's three votes, profit zero. Okay. Um but I think. Yeah, there is some longevity there. There could have been more longevity. I feel like that yeah. it was pretty well established. That it wasn't his in-game skill that—not um, th- that I should consider this for the sake of the award, but like it, it signals that season three wasn't wasn't like just a career death and like a falling yeah. off the cliff. This guy could have played season four. Um, just like other things got in the way. And you also have to sort of credit that he's the only support uh, MVP that we ever had, which sure, sure. is a phony one. But um <laughs> I I will say uh that gets you into this relatively set club. I'm I'm wondering right. if Crimson currently is thinking like nah I I don't have that guy on my list. And I'm then I'm, I'm wondering like, yeah. who who else you would get in there. Because <laughs> like for for me here yeah, it got, like, easy. It's just, like, shuffling around a little bit in there, yes. like, but, yeah. like, after like after seven, I was good, and then I had to, you know, sort of mm. ass-pull. So,
3: I
1: do, yeah. Right. I don't have much to say. I think he is on my list. Okay. He is in my top ten, but he's not at number seven. Okay. Fair. At number seven, I have Alarm. Okay. And the reason why I think obviously I think he could be Alarm could easily be top three. Yes. Yeah. Um in like if we had gotten to, you know, see him more and had he played the game um in the future seasons. Um I think that he was an amazing player. I think he was an amazing teammate. I think he could cover everything. He was he was my boogeyman in contenders. <laughs> yes. Um, much, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think he could easily be way higher. It's just yeah. obviously a tragic situation. Um so yeah, I think I have alarm at seven.
0: Fair play.
2: i I'll, I I I respect I, that. I'll just piggyback on it because we're here. Uh Jonek alarm for me fairly close. Um but yeah. I also got alarm at six. Um, okay. Huh. So alarm I think legitimately and I'm not capping and I'm not adding any you know sentimentality to the situation because um because of what happened I think this guy could, would have been goat had he played for the entire time. There was I I feel like there was a myth a, like a a crazy energy around him starting from Contenders. He was mm-hmm. a crazy good teammate. I think mechanically you would have always kept up I do not think there is a flex support that was top three in on every single role to the degree that Alarm was consistently. Um, Had a, an amazing break. One of the first ones that were really good at the character. I think, like, overall, that that kid was just, like, something else. But unfortunately, he just didn't play enough, right? Like, in yeah. order to be uh, considered any higher here. Um, I also... Hot take. think he should have probably won MVP that year as well. Um, during, uh, you remember he won Rookie of the Year, which to some might be, I, I think he considered it a stronger um, award than the MVP, just because you only have one chance uh, to do, to get it, right? And he was really happy to get it. But um, I think <laughs> your, your former uh, coach, Harsha, also shares the opinion that, season three wasn't even the best fredder season right so um i i think like yeah that that kid just was something special
0: all around yeah alarm is definitely on my list but apparently cranked juice uh in in my estimation um so yes has given his six so i'll give mine another ring grabber another another crown haver um as much as i i i, I feel like i flip-flop on this guy a lot um and that's iziyaki mm-hmm. um i i don't think you can really look at shanghai and not go like yeah definitely like contributed a lot super successful big not a big playmaker i feel like he's like the benchmark of like he just kind of I, I i don't want to call him a role player because that feels like diminutive. But, like, just like gonna do the job super, super solid, he's gonna have his moments where he looks like a god, but like overall, there's nothing like bad to say about Iyaki, but there's also like not a ton of like extremely captivating moments I feel like I can remember about Iiyaki, so I, that's where I kind of like he's kind of sits at that like average marker for me at six what do you what do you think about- uh Iiyaki I think.
1: When I think about Iziaki, I think he's just a worse version of Shu. Uh, like, to okay. me, <laughs> I think he is a very aggressive player, Okay. similar to Shu. I yeah. think they both have pretty similar issues as well, as like, you know, that aggression kind of gets them into trouble sometimes. Mm. Um, I think both can kind of play... I mean, I think Shu is better at all the heroes, but sure. I think that... You know, Izeaki is a very solid player. I think he's definitely um obviously he's got a ring. He's a very very good player, I think. But I do think he's just worse than Shu, like just a worse version. Yeah.
0: Phila. So who who's who comes at six for you? What's what's the, the, the halfway mark uh,
1: my good. six is Jonak. Okay. Yeah. My six is Jonak. Yeah. I was I was really flip flopping Jonak and alarm six and <laughs> seven. I really was not sure. But Um for Jonak it's just like obviously season one, random guy comes out of nowhere, just absolutely destroys everybody on Zen. Um I think I think obviously like it's not just on him, like as far as like how he performed. I think you know having a really strong team around you helps a lot. I think he did have like a lot of resources to kinda like help him to, you know, kinda like excel. Um, no pun intended. Uh to like, you know, be an insane player. Um, I think it's a shame that we didn't get to see more of him. I, I really, I could not, or I didn't keep track of him too much after the season one and season two, um, or even like season two is kind of like, uh, iffy for me to like, remember kind of like how he played. Um, but you know, from my memory, like he was always like a very, very good player. I think he could pick, he, he could play all the heroes. I don't, I don't remember his BAP. I don't remember ever seeing him on BAP. Um, but like his Anna and his Zen, obviously really, really solid, I think. Um I think obviously he captivated the the entire league of how he played yeah. Zen. Everybody wanted to be Jonak for a long time. Um yeah, I think he he just like a great player. He kinda like pioneered a, a new like a new way to see Zen. Um so yeah, I think he's he's my number six.
0: All right. The only support MVP. Beating us at the halfway marker. For audio listeners, we're going to quickly do a little quick little recap of everybody's lists up until this point. Um, so my ten to six is monk, Last show. RuPaul, jonak, isyaki. Crimso's comes in at Karib Monk RuPaul, Alarm Jonak. Yeska's is Crimso. Karib, Monk, Jonak, and Alarm. As we move into the top five, which it sounds like everybody's got like relatively the same names, and it's just orders that are shuffled so i'll just go out there this is a pretty i don't know feels like a easy one number five i've got twilight i think one of my favorite players incredibly flexible homie just makes plays gotta love him for it Uh, a a fan of just hiding in a corner on volsky industries and just trying to nade people and, and doing some weird sleep dart shit like always somebody to try to make a play even sometimes it'll bite him in the ass and i feel like that's most of this this upper echelon um and yeah, you want to talk about longevity? Not too many people are still around. Um, as long as Twilight, so yeah, I'm gonna put Twilight at five. Crimson? Any any fun Twilight memories? Any?
1: Oh, I just remember I was I was scrimming. I was in envy, and we scrimmed yeah. Titans during the like the the some sort of I don't remember what meta it was, but I remember him playing Ana, and I looked at his POV, and this guy just did not miss a shot. Like he, <laughs> it was like I was watching like an actual like cheater. Like sure. this guy was just insane. Um, I think obviously very long career. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's in my top five. Um I think he the way he played Anna was like something to for many people to kinda like look up to. Okay. Um I think he yeah, he's a very, very strong player, I think. There's not too much like bad things to say. Um I kinda wish that we got to see like more of him. Yeah. Um and not like have him kinda like sharing playtime. Which is which is fine. I just wish could have seen, could have seen more, um, but yeah, he's just a very strong player.
0: Feel that? Feel that? Yes, you're number five. Or any any thoughts on Twilight before uh, we completely I pass mean, him up?
2: We'll we'll get to Twilight for me. Okay, um, that's right. But yeah, it, it does feel a little like hating because my my five is Izayaki. Um, okay. Because this guy has been around since season one, right? Like late season one, he comes in, uh, yeah. plays. Of course goes through the gulag in in various ways in the following season but um it's it, it just never like even when people were saying he's the best in the world it never felt that way to me yeah i i think like the longevity of this career is he's among the longest playing yeah i think he's with Violet, of course, that's outstanding. He's he's the only one that's been here since season one. I guess you could consider like that, like that he still played a decent or more. I think this season than I, I did. He play more than Twilight. It, it was kind of interesting that um, those guys ended up on the same team. But yeah, like it's he has a ring. He has the longevity. He definitely like consistently top five uh, in in during the seasons. It just never felt like this guy takes ga- a game over, um, like yeah. shoe would, right? So, yeah, I, I like the. I, I actually really like the framing of like just the worst shoe. Um, and I also think like, especially in the latter half, later half of his career, I feel like he only ever really popped up when he had a good team, right? Like, is it is really like a player that doesn't do as of sending you without a good one team um so yeah I, th- I i was debating like between my four and iziaki but yeah I- iziaki top five I-, I think is fair yeah
0: don't hate that ring ring getter um crimso you're number
3: five
1: i mean my number five is also iziaki i there think that's a good spot for him i do think he's a budget shoe i think <laughs> he's been around for a very long time he's got a ring um, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much not too much. I haven't, on to be honest, like I haven't like watched him too much, just because like he was always in APAC, and yeah. you know, obviously it's kind of hard to keep track of APAC players when I'm also like you know playing the game 100%. and you know, all that stuff. So I haven't been able to keep track of him too closely, but I think he's he's pretty obviously. I think he's de- deserving of a top five spot. I think he. I think he's like a. For, you said he was kind of flip-flopping between your four and five, but I think he's a very solid five to me. Like my mm. four is not to be flip-flopped with him. <laughs> um, like I think he's just five. Like that's that's okay, all I sure. got for that's him. Good. That's where you got um, Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's a good player. He's been around for a long time. He's got a chip. Yeah, just good guy.
0: There you go.
1: How was he this is... season? Fair. This season, okay. To be honest, and this is this might spoil my number four a little bit, but. I do not think that he should be playing over Twilight when it comes to Anna. Yeah. Like this guy needs to I don't know why every time I see him on Anna <laughs> and I think that they have Twilight I'm like why is this guy in the game? Because he can hit the shot like he can hit the cooldowns right? He can hit the sleep darts, yeah. he can hit the yeah. nades. But I just think like he doesn't have like the game sense in my opinion that Twilight does and like the the experience mm. that like Twilight can bring. I feel like so like yeah, so Twilight is my number 4. Um I really didn't understand like I couldn't I think it's probably got to be something more like internal like behind the scenes stuff. Sure. But, right. Uh,
2: for Could me G, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah, I think Twilight should definitely have been playing Diana there. Agreed. I also have Twilight in yeah. 4. Um
2: I feel like Twilight is you know the crazy stuff about Twilight is I heard he doesn't even play the game that much.
1: Like Yeah, it's- it's similar it's similar to Shu actually Shu doesn't really play too much ranked or at least not anymore um but like i think even in the past it seemed like he's probably someone that's like not really like grinding super super hard um he's just he's just he's just on a different level he just understands the game (laughs) on like a deeper level um so yeah yeah i i think like in hindsight it's
2: It probably should have been obvious always that he was just like the most talented player with Huxol on that runaway roster. Um, Going back to pre-Owl and uh, Contenders, but yeah, I mean, Twilight is an absolute beast. Also, of course, Ringbearer got close in Season 2 as well. Um, I wonder if you can just say he's the best Ana that that has ever uh, played the game.
1: I would say he is. Uh, yeah, I would say that he's like the most. He's like the complete package, in my opinion.
3: Yeah,
1: I think. I, agree with that. I think. I mean, the other guys you would consider would be like Fielder and Shoe, right? And I think both of those guys kind of have uh, something that I feel like is lacking, mm-hmm. or like it's like a sort of like weakness. Not anything crazy, but like a weakness. And I think Twilight. He does have some weaknesses, but I feel like he's much more of a complete kind of like on a player where he can kind of like. He can like flip the switch and like do both of yeah. like being really aggressive and also like being safe and staying in the back. So I feel like I would put him as like the best on a player just because he can do that. He can kind of like flip the switch. He can do everything. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. Yeah.
0: I like the way that you put that. That's like you know you have Fielder, who I think perennially will like kind of be ascribed as like the the heel bot of Atlanta and and yeah. Dallas. And then you have Shu, who's like hiding in the back of like a glad scrim, just like waiting for Chengdu to pass him up. Like it's like Escape from Tarkov, and he's jumping out of a bush like a Kimbo style, fucking gunning down people. Like, yeah, just hyper aggro all the time, just trying to make a play. Like those two do operate on the like the, the different poles. And Twilight, yeah, I, I think you 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 said it well. Like can flip the switch, be aggressive when needs to be, has the game sense to kind of know when he needs to play that role. So, yeah, I. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um number 4 for me, I have alarm, I'm going to be sentimental, I'm going to I'm going to do some projecting um into the future, the 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 what could have been. I think alarm probably is on a championship team, you know. Um if if things go a little differently, I think, you know, just an all-out complete package to the exponential degree, you know, can play the flex, can play the main into that some of that uh brig stuff I feel like him on Ilari would have been a fucking treat to see um developing as a player into overwatch two. I think you, you want to talk about somebody who unironically would take over games um yeah i would I would juice alarm i'd i that that's one of those players that I wouldn't hate if somebody was like yeah I, you know if if he's available, maybe I can like get a friend of his and like you know maybe I pay him a little extra like hey. I feel like any of these top five players, if you're trying to, like, push that flex support agenda, that's the only way to do it. You get somebody like Alarm, you get somebody like Twilight, some of these other names we're talking about, we will talk about. That's the only way that you're going to be able to kind of push that forward. Outside of that, it's it's kind of mostly samey. So, yeah, I'm going to have Alarm at four, I think, everything else withstanding a lot of the same points to echo there. Um, Yiska, do you wanna ring us in with number number
2: three? Um I'm really interested if you guys okay, I
3: here is the thing. He never had a ring. Okay.
2: And the lack of the lack of performance on Kiriko also stung. Which reflects badly on his work ethic, I think. So okay. I have to like even though he's top of 3 the, he's he's one of the best players of all time in his yeah. role and he has the longevity and he has done it on multiple teams um i got to put shu in third I, th- I i think like he had potential to do more i think he should have like if he played his politics right he could have been on better teams over his careers if he uh, had practice a little bit more. I think his, um, especially like his Kiriko, uh w- while it was relevant, it could have netted better results. But rest assured, like that guy won the gladiators stage, first yep. one. Like that, that play is still one of the most impressive, best plays of all time of uh, of a singer individual just turning a match around, and um, yeah, mechanically a monster. Even as late as this season, I feel like I, I still remember that Sleeped out on Capster. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I there's there's not too much bad to say. It's just like I feel like I have to justify reasons justify as to it. keep him. Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel that. Um, I think this is that feels pretty right to put shoe at third, and that's exactly where I have him. Um, we talked about you know crimson brought up like the. The, the differing styles of, of those Flectabore oh. is that like hyper aggro, like playmaker style that I, I love. Um, love
3: um, and yeah, it was like, Is, I, is Joe looking for you, Joe? From um, uh, oh no, uh, wait. Hello. Oh,
1: hello. hello? Uh,
0: all right. I just I switched just server. Vegas. Ah, uh, okay. The server switch. I can edit it. No big deal. Um, but yeah. Shoe at third for me. I think a lot of those points. I I would agree. Um, and yeah. So you're number three.
1: So with the top three, I think, I think that it's it's straightforward. Who is in the top three? It's more yeah. more about like kind of who's where. Hmm. I think for me. I also have Shu on, on number three because okay. he, I think he is like the one player that I think can actually just like take over a game. But I also think like he has a pretty big issue in my opinion of being too aggressive and dying in very strange ways okay. where like I, I specifically remember watching him on route. Uh, I don't remember. I think it I think it was against Florida maybe last season or something like that where this guy would literally just like keep walking up main and then just die. And it happened four fights in a row, like instantly. He's just dead instantly. Hmm. And I think like that's that's just who that's just what kind of like player he is, right? Hmm. He he's gonna walk up, he's gonna be really aggressive, it's gonna get him into trouble a lot of the time. And I think like he is someone that like is an amazing player. Like he'll he'll hit the shots, he'll hit the cooldowns and all that. Like he like it cannot be understated. He's probably like the most mechanically gifted player, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just an amazing player. Um, but I do think, like, the the weakness is there. I think um, that for, like, for my personal view of, like, support, like I was saying earlier, like, yeah. he's someone that you would want to have on, like a like, a mid-table team to, like, elevate your team. But at the highest level, I feel like you wouldn't want someone like him, and you would want someone that, like, is going to, like, do the job better. And like doesn't have to make like the big clutch plays because you already have other clutch players um in like tank and DPS. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't met number three. I think he's I also think he's like he's a really nice guy. I've heard good things about him. Um yeah, that's where I got him.
0: Yeah. Does feel like almost you can use shoot to compensate where it's like, oh, we couldn't get like a strong DPS here, or our tank's a little weak. It's like Shu can maybe be that catalyst to, you know, like you said, take over games and maybe you can try to iron out some of those positional things or, you know, the, the, the ego of trying to, you know, feel like you need to do so much. Um, here, I'll throw you guys an audible cause I feel like our last two will probably be the same names, but yeah. possibly interchange. Do we just want to reveal the last two and kind of get those done and over with Jessica? How do you feel?
2: Yeah, I guess we could. Um, oh, it's it's a hard decision. It's really close to me. It, okay, all right. I, I, think, I think. Okay, here's here's the consideration. I think uh-huh. the reason why you have either first or second is a categorization argument where sure. you have to yeah. think about like, okay, Violet was a main support player for Houston, but he also played a shitload of Caracol. So that's yep. a is that a flex support? Probably most would argue yes. So in his duty as a main support, he played flex support heroes, and those should count towards this list, right? It's, that's how I perceive this. It is really challenging to aggregate it in that case. Um, I think the first bonus that uh, Violet has over Fielder is before Fielder gets into the league... Wait, Violet you guys have has-
0: Fielder? Oh, you guys don't have <laughs> oh, okay my bad just kidding yeah. just <laughs> jokes guys just jokes it's a callback to not having chio on my main support list okay it's rolf it was a it's haha it was, yeah it's rolf i was gonna say Hong, but whatever anyways continue sorry
2: um yeah like before Field, like even gets into the league violet already has a ring and he was one of the mm-hmm. best players on that team that yeah right um even though i would say that's not his best year then like you go into season three it's hard for Fielder during that time, right? Because mm. he's he's still on ping and I think there's very little argument starting from season four onwards that Fielder was not just the best better flex support, especially like because of the categorization five five and six, right? Yeah. Um Fielder wins one in season five, so the the impressive thing for Fielder, for the argument for Fielder for me is you thought this guy was a heel bot, until he didn't have to pocket feel this, and that was yep. the dominant strategy. And then this guy also pumped massive damage this year. Was I, I think the highest DPS of uh, of all uh, flex supports for, for a large part of the season, um, which just means this pro- guy just like plays what what is necessary. Now being being a you know put into a heel bot position. Just because he would have been capable of doing something else still doesn't... Like, we're not rating potential, we're rating actual play, right? Um, I will also say, Violet is my GOAT. Violet is the greatest player that we've had in Overwatch League history. And it should therefore not be a slide to him when I say, I think Fielder is... Best facts of support in watch league history.
0: Okay, yeah, I think I think the way that you kind of preface that, I was like, yeah, this sounds like a fielder one, violet two, crimson. Any any takes? Any any um, reveals?
1: I think, yeah. So I mean, it's not going to be much of a surprise given what I'm kind of saying, but I do also have fielder at number one, and I have violet at number two, and I think okay. fielder. Is just exactly what I'm talking about when I mean like someone who can do the job really well, be super solid. Like basically, he 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 he's gonna do like the bare minimum, but I feel like if he had to, he would be able to like go another level. Mm. And I I think we saw a little bit of that on the Paris days when he was kind of playing on ping and he was playing with like you know the other. He wasn't with like a full god squad around him, yeah. right? He was still. Like he was playing on ping, and like he he was like much more of a like carry on that team than he was like like in the rest of the years where he could kind of like just um, do the job and keep his keep his guys alive and all that stuff. Um, so I feel like he is like in many ways like the the best and like the most perfect flex sport player when I when I, in my vision of like what a flex sport player needs to be to like be successful. I think he can pick up. I mean his zen is a bit of a question mark obviously. Sure. But he can I feel like the rest of the heroes he can like pick up really easily really well. He'll, he's going to pick it up, he's going to do the job, he's going to he's going to practice. I haven't heard anything about like how he is as like a teammate or anything like that, so I'm going to assume that, you know, it's on the good side of things. Um but like I said, I don't know. Yeah. And then the thing for Violet is like, yeah, he won season two and season three. He was an insane player. Um. Uh, but then season four, he did kind of like fall off, a bit, uh, pretty, pretty hard, I think. And then, and then he just became like a main support player. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I feel like had he kind of committed to flex support, like there's a very real chance that he could be number one. Yeah. And it's also very weird to me that like this guy just doesn't play Anna. Like I don't know why yeah, that's, it's um... so strange to because like Anna is such like a important hero. Yeah. And maybe like if we had gotten to see, see his Anna and like he was a good Anna, that he could even like take over Fielder, but it's just a weird thing for me. Um that like he just doesn't or has never really played Anna and like he's always had like Twilight to be there yep. to play Anna. Um fucking architect. But, yeah. Mm. But for me, like Fielder is just he's my number one. I, I do agree that Violet is probably like the GOAT in like the Overwatch League as a whole um for like his success and like how far he's gotten as a player and being able to like switch roles and all that mm. uh but you know for Flex Sports specifically I'm taking fielder
0: you know the the way that you kind of like remind me of that Ana stuff it does make this difficult but it's tough for me to argue two championships the goat status you know it, it does feel like we're we're splitting not splitting hairs but like it is kind of a you know we're we're looking at like the tiniest little things um it one whole character really isn't that tiny but in the grand scheme of things um yeah i would put violet as one fielder two. i feel like fielder um is that to me is like that staple like safe player you know obviously you know these last couple of years has had you know the god squad as you put it um around him twice you don't really need to do a ton um, I do remember him on Paris even, you know, going back to, I think, Dallas days, you know, still doing quite, you know, is participating a little bit more in, in the kill feed than he has been in the last couple of years. But that's where I just look at Violet and it's like, that's the player who I feel like those are the attributes that I would, you know, I would want, you know, somebody who is just going to be able to take over that game. I, I will forever kind of look at his positioning and, and wonder sometimes like, what 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 was that BAP jump? Like, Why? Mm-hmm. why why did you do that i don't know like it's just kind of weird there are a couple like you know uh moira plays that you'll see him do every once in a while i'm just like why 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 fade forward that's strange but hey i'm not the goat so what you know who am i um but yeah it it is a tough one i i don't hate a fielder one i think it's i think you know fans will be like oh how could you do that to violet but i think you know
2: yeah yeah you got career the t- just t- say it
0: I mean, it is it is the safe take, but I don't I don't disagree that Fielder definitely could be one. I think you know the Anna thing definitely like makes me question mine and be like, yeah, no, you're right. Violet just ever played Anna, it's really fucking weird. Yeah, it's kind of just in sometimes, um, but it to me it's like the accolades. It's like it's really hard to argue.
2: Here's the to question me. that I have: Which hero would you take Violet over Fielder? Zen? And- that's it, right?
3: That's about it, yeah.
2: Like it's not Kiriko.
0: No, it's not Anna for sure. It's not Anna. It's
2: not Anna. Break, but both they kind break of. Break is a question beauty, mark, right? yeah.
0: Like,
2: um, which is but just like based on the pairing, rather, I guess. Yeah. Like, I would say Violet's break probably isn't so hot given how much they went to <laughs> Kiriko. Yeah. Um, and then. Ilari, we we never really saw either of those play that to a representative amount of time. Sure. Um, but yeah, like especially the Ana one, which is such a huge hero in. It the is. Of, like it
0: is like the staple flex support almost. At, at least in these days, it's like yeah, if you can't have an Ana, it's like <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's also a like a little bit of what I value is like. Okay, you're creating a God Squad. You already have Lip and Stalker. Yeah. right? And these guys... And Vigilante, I guess. And these guys tell you who they'd like to have on the team. And I'm pretty sure Violet was ex- available, right? And sure. I'm pretty sure they, those guys said, please give us Fielder, right? Yeah. Um. I, I feel like, especially at that time, uh, in preparation to Season 6, most people... Uh, it, in the Overwatch League, the players just had clearly fielder above. But yeah, like it, it, I, the the argument for Violet is also really strong, just because like he has the longevity. He, mm. I think he started late season one, right? Even though that I, I all I remember from late season, from from his early career is just like being chicken shit around Zenolds, <laughs> sure, um, and getting baited out of them frequently. But his Improvement was super rapid. He was obviously very hard grinder, um, and yeah, just like his ability to perform on various teams, various rosters as well as well. Because essentially, like season five shock is not season three shock by any stretch. Right? Oh yeah, he's yeah. the one constant. And the fact how hard shock dropped after he left is also a good argument for his qualities as as like a um intangible player. Even like sometimes I feel like. You would say it's leadership. Mm. Sometimes you just need a heel in the in the room or like a counter voice to what's like a yeah, that's, big voice. Right? Yeah, that's
0: a good way to put it. Yeah. A counter voice. Yeah. Somebody who's just gonna, you know, general ship you, you know. that's that to me, I feel like those are those players that like have those illustrious careers. And sometimes they're just the ones out there just ordering people around, just kind of screaming okay. and keeping everybody in line. And I feel like yeah, Maybe that was... <laughs> like sometimes
2: like when you have an unstoppable force, you are not looking for the immovable object. object. You're looking for the second unstoppable force. And, <laughs> and that's yeah. sort of like sh- shock, shock season 5.
0: Probably. Yeah, I could imagine you know some uh some weird batch players to kind of mix up. Um yeah, I can only only imagine. Um but to me, yes, it's 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 not strange. I do agree fielder I think i don't hate that vote at all um but yeah season three like mvp you know the final couple games against Seoul on hollywood you know it's violet 2v1s basically kind of yeah. set shock up for the win like yeah kind still- of the flex support like mr clutch you know just somebody who is like i you know if anybody's gonna be there it's gonna be one of these top five guys and more often than not i feel like if it's not anna and again the the anna hit Let's say, uh is, is a fucking big one. Um I don't know. I still I still kinda want Violet to be put in those situations. Still still think he's him in that way, but Yeah. Yeah, the Donna is a big big point. But uh outside of that, Crimzo, do we think yeah, how great are lists? Are are these acceptable in the, the history of flex supports?
1: Um I mean we all have kind of like different things that we're kinda like looking for in terms sure. of like who where we rank uh the players, I think uh I think both of you guys like it seems like both of you guys kinda like knew what you were kind of like looking for, like what mm. you kinda like valued like it was, it's obvious that like you just get kind of like especially towards the bottom valued kind of like like a longevity, yeah um because I personally I would never put myself in a top ten like <laughs> I like to me like putting me like and not even putting like Rupaul is like insane because. To me, like, yeah, I had a pretty long career, and I, but like, I did, like, to me, like, I didn't achieve anything, and so, like, you know, I was always, like, a pretty solid player, so, like, I would, like, if I were to rank myself, I would literally rank myself at, like, 18 or something like that, like, no. much, much I feel
0: look, <laughs> I feel, like, that's, that's, that's humble, and I, I, I think that's very respectable. I think there are two laws in Overwatch. You'll know if somebody's fucking great if they play on a dog shit team and you notice them and you know somebody's worth their shit if they last for fucking they're they're unkillable. They're like these little these little zombies that just keep existing. And yeah. I think you very much so kind of embody both in some senses where it's like I, I I noticed you quite heavily on that Dallas squad where it's like, yeah, it's a struggle. We know shit's internally going it, it, there's a tire fire every other day but like it it, it was you were still like yeah okay but like crimson's like solid and like the the the, the nades and the, the stuff and it's all good and then the the longevity of it it's like not yeah. too many people can kind of last that long and it's that's it, a mark of somebody who's got some success
2: i also don't think you were necessary like outside maybe season 6 you were not picked up because of your Westernness, right? Like yeah. these other rosters were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have, yeah. The, your position could have been taken by a Korean player with relatively little friction for those teams, right? So, like you were competing in the market there. I'll, I'll tell you, like I was debating before the show. Like I had other names in there, like Iris, like even UV Bedosin, Last Show, um, and like those were floating. I, I just feel like RuPaul, yeah, it's 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 fine if let's say he plays two entire seasons. I'm sure um, it is ever sure. especially like in the contrast of how long everyone's careers here are, with the exception of Alarm. Like yeah. it's it's just hard for me to argue that someone with one and a half seasons, granted one very good one, um, should be up there. And I agree that you probably never peaked as high as RuPaul. But, like, the sheer longevity, like, I, I think, yeah, it, it would have been fair for me to, like, go the last show route, even the Iris route. UV has sort of similar uh, issue as Rupal has. So, yeah. I, by the way, a, a name that, I, and I'm interested in what you say about him. I feel like if this guy had just, like, gotten more playtime, Vigilante could have absolutely been, possibly even top five from from just, like, the skill set
1: that this guy had, right?
2: Do you agree?
1: Completely? Yeah, I, um... I don't know, that guy's such a big question mark because he just never yeah. got to play. Like, right. like actually, he, he was always so hyped up, but he just never got to, like, play the game. So, I mean, when I watched him, it wasn't, like, I didn't... Nothing too crazy stood out to me, but, like, I'm sure, like, you know, if he actually got to, like, play the game and was, like, an integral part of a team and was able to, like, you know go through reviews and like you know constantly to kind of like work on his kind of play then he could be like a really great player but he's like he's probably like the biggest like what if flux i think definitely like but he's just always been on the bench so we've never really been able to really see him yeah
0: let me throw you a a similar question any like na scrim warriors that like never got the call up or were just too young like you know obviously cal got a call up like is is maybe is that a name that you can kind of throw out there anybody out there that you know people really never got to see or just Uh, you mean
1: like just in like history like what i've seen
0: sure yeah like any anybody's just like dang like if somebody would have just taken a minute to like look at this guy before he either you know left or you know was a little too young and kind of aged out like
1: Um, any names that
0: you wish you you know we would have seen didn't
1: i'm not really sure to be honest because okay so when i was like in my my early days, yeah, like my mindset was everybody's garbage. Sure. <laughs> um so it's pretty hard for me to like think back um in terms of like, you know, who could have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I honestly like I I can't really think of anybody that stood out to me too much. Okay. Um okay. so yeah.
2: Yeah, I can't really think of anyone else.
1: You know who else I was thinking about that I
2: didn't mention? I think who? I think skewed is not too bad of a shout.
1: I'm so it, surprised at how good of a brig he ended up becoming. Right. Because, I mean, yeah. Because so for that like for that off season, like they like Glads wanted to sign me like after they had changed shoe to like be like the second flex sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then uh and then they ended up signing skewed. and obviously that worked out really well for them because skewed just developed like an incredible brig mm-hmm. um seemingly out of nowhere. Cause he was kind of like on a he was like a bottom barrel contenders team, just kind of like coming out of nowhere. Um, but I think skewed like this year on Infernal, when I did like watch, he seemed pretty good. Like he seemed pretty mm. solid. Yep. I think he definitely like was a like a pretty good player on that team. Um, yeah, I want like definitely like curious to see like how he could have played if he had gotten like more playtime. Um, I think this year was pretty pretty good player. I think he has he has potential. Um, so another another interesting like player I think too. Yeah. What what do you think about Gangnam Jin? That guy's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I do not see it. I think people have like the glasses on from yeah, like runaway yeah. days yeah. and I do not see anything about that guy. He just he's just dumb. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Like I think he had like a sh- like when Mayhem was briefly good and like season three right like he was like okay like he was a good player uh but after that especially after his role holy see, shit
0: that's where i feel like that's one of those system things because what else do we remember about that mayhem squad who did it have oh who who's that wait the the crowd's correct they had the perennial bag getter yaki now <laughs> i don't know if anybody's ever pieced this together but i've not been very kind to yaki throughout my years on this stupid podcast Why? Because he runs it down aggressively, mind you. Um, He just wants to play at this crazy high tempo, and I feel like Gangnam Jin's, literally, his whole MO on that Mayhem Squad was to just run behind Yaki and just nade the floor behind him and then die.
3: Mm.
0: And sometimes that works. (laughs) If you have somebody that's just actually just gonna spearhead you, but, like, yeah, when you don't have somebody that's, like, that crazily aggressive and talented, it's not gonna work. There was, and uh, then you played main support. To be fair, but that, that's kind of not on him.
2: There was a rumor, and I never got to confirm it, but like, like when when Yaki and Kellen first played with each other, like in the first couple of scrims, Kellen was just like really confused what Yaki is doing, like. Why is this guy already tilted? Why is he throwing? <laughs> Yaki was just playing his noble game. He was just like fucking
3: running his <laughs> plays, right? man. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yaki Yaki needs to be in jail. I don't know why that guy is still like around and like has like an insane contract and all that.
0: I just actually. There, there, is, a,
1: there is like a, a thing in NA
2: coaches heads that Yaki is just like this second coming of Jesus. I remember-
0: he he is the i can fix you girlfriend bro like stop you can't That's yeah. just how he is
1: from my experience screaming like he does have like really crazy yeah. moments like he right. does have like those moments where like he's just like oh he just killed like three or killed four mm-hmm. or whatever but like yeah he has those moments but like I'm, I'm sorry but most of the time that guy is just like i don't know what he's doing like he, he he's, he's like just a child walking Fortnite. around the park yes. i don't know what he's doing yeah. He he
0: he's looking for stream clips at all times. That's how I feel like when I watch Yaki.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember, like in in season three, like we were playing a ton of Genji, right? And like everyone mm-hmm. was just like, "Oh my god, Sparkle!" Oh, that guy, and then, um, I think like Huxal was still around, like and, huh? you know, and Paris. all these these Genji gods. And I remember like interviewing Brad, and we're talking about like all these great Genjis, and he's like. And you know who the best Genji is? Yaki. <laughs> I was just like, okay, fair. <laughs> like, um, and and that was a commonly held opinion at at the time. Um, for as my stream disconnects, but I, I'm still recording. Um, he was a fairly uh, respected player at the time. I think there it was still warranted, and then everyone just chased that ghost of you know Yaki. Yeah being that guy again and he never could have been right
0: like at some
2: point he was just out of it yep yeah
0: Undo P. Undo P. all right before we get too completely tangential and take up the rest of your evening um thank you again for coming on crimso if there's anything you want to final mentions anything you want to plug any any you know anything to say as we wrap up uh, the show
1: i mean not really it's like i've it's been a long career for me. I think it's mm-hmm. time for me to kind of like take un an, an, like go into like a new direction. Not like completely leave behind Overwatch, I hope, but to take a different approach. Sure. Um so that I can kind of continue to work on myself and, you know, think about like what's best for me. Um I hope to I hope that, you know, something happens in the future and I'm able to stick around. Um but yeah, it's been it's been a great I think I've had a great um long career. Um I'm happy about that. I obviously, you know, the results weren't quite there, but um it is it is, you know, merit in itself that to have like such a long career and I'm I'm proud of that. Uh but yeah, I mean just thank you to everybody that's supported me and you know, hopefully I'm able to stick around and do something else within the scene because I still love the game. I love scrims, I love competing always. Um it's just like playing it right now is just not for me. Um, and I understand that, and i can I can freeload and I can like get on a team on a bench and do nothing, but that's not how I go that's not <laughs> not that's, that's not the way that i um want to participate in things, so that's fair um yeah, so hopefully i'm I'm around for whatever happens next, and you know, we'll see what happens
0: all right, beautiful, beautiful way to close out a chapter for a lot of things uh Yuska, anything coming down for you
2: um, I mean, we're just like waiting for Christmas, I'm two weeks off. With some Christmas content uh, prepared, Get ready for the best, the worst, and the most iconic place in Overwatch League history. I realized mm-hmm. it it's not the most objective list. It's more like how does it emotionally feel? Okay. Like it's <laughs> like
0: You know what he's doing? He's priming you because he fucked up. That's that's what he's telling No, I didn't
2: right? fuck up. I just overvalued pleb uh sentiments <laughs> because I I I could not <laughs> physically yeah, yeah, yeah. rewatch the entirety of Overwatch League, especially like the big moments and whatnot. Um yeah. so I just polled the community, rewatched some evaluated the moments that were pointed out. I think for instance like the best just basically is no place from season five and season six in there, which is very likely to be a mistake. But like they, it they it also reflects a little bit about how how meaning got lost a little bit over the years and how much things used to matter. True. Um, and then as, especially the offline events, went away, um, it, yeah, it decreasingly so felt like, you know, there was real weight attached to those moments. Um, but yeah, like, as, especially the worst moments, there are some physically painful ones. In there, that. oh,
0: some of my, that's some of my favorite Overwatch man. Can I, Shout can out I say to the one? Totals. Yeah, sure. go for it.
1: Okay, this, the the last season, um, season six, I think it was. Yeah. Um, it was on for Glad's. It was on Coliseum when Yaki was staring at the <laughs> enemy translocator instead of going for his own. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, that play like physically hurt me. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I was watching that, and I was like, I couldn't watch. Like, it was so <laughs> bad. That like it actually just hurt me. That was like the worst play I've ever seen in my entire life. Because not only was he just like not participating paying in the fight, but he literally had his own ultimate yep. and he just didn't do anything. He just sat in the back. And oh my that was like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and while I have you here shitting on other people, what if you had to to create the list from bottom, yeah, you know, so who's the oh, worst God. flex support? That you think ever made it to Overwatch League? Maybe during your time.
1: Um, let me let me pull up the list on the side. The worst player that I think that joined Overwatch League from the Fair list. It,
2: I I think like we already have some filtering going on in terms of like. I, okay, I'll yeah. tell you who mine is, and I think okay. it's Rolf. I'm sorry, but like that that yeah. if <laughs> that, <laughs> that guy. I think he wasn't Rolf like on C nine or something, like in two thousand sixteen. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he probably should have been forced to retire by like 2018, okay? Like <laughs> somehow he held like on and got into that Titans roster and it was shambled. I, I think yeah. they were worst players on the Shanghai Dragons roster in season one. But like yeah, that's kind of your active time, Jesus Christ it was crazy to keep around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't I don't know who like stands out the most. Someone that I never understood someone that like I never like understood why like the hype on them was probably Myon Bong. Mm. Because oh, huh? that guy always just to me he just always seemed so terrible. Like <laughs> just sitting like across the map, just doing absolutely nothing. Like, nothing with his cooldowns, nothing's happening. He's, like, he was, like, on the extreme side of, like, doing nothing. Mm, um, okay. So, like, I really just never understood the hype around that guy. Um, but I think, I mean, yeah, there, there's been tons of, like, bad players, but I don't think anybody, like, sticks out too crazy, in my opinion.
2: Hmm. Yeah, fair. I think we also, uh, during this season, just got better at picking up the right talent. right,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm still trying to think, but like, not too many yeah, like would, starters that were paycheck Would you have uh, deserved it
2: earlier to get into Overwatch league?
1: Me? Yeah. Uh I'd say so. I'd say not season one, but I would say season two. I mean, there was a chance, but that was just, it's just a cap of chance. It was it was part of the, like the Florida McGravy apply whole uh, yeah, situation. Yeah. Um, but I think like I personally feel that like it was much harder for me. Not just because of, like, talent, but also just because of, like, the infatuation of, like, Korean flex sport players. Right. That, like, there just wasn't any good Western flex players. So, I feel like that did impact me. Um, But I do think that, like, I was still... Like, before I played on Envision, I didn't really play on any teams. So, like, I still had a lot to learn. So, I was still pretty, like, new to kind of, like, competing and all that. So, I, I get, like, me not being, like, you know, the best like earlier on maybe like maybe i did need that time in contenders to kind of like keep refining my own play to eventually join the league but i definitely think like looking at the other players like on the rosters i think i definitely deserve like some sort of chance somewhere No, yeah yeah call that
2: call that post jonak depression
1: yeah and like i'm like for my dallas season when i had to pick a jersey number i literally purposely picked a number 20 i think it was 28 Because I literally counted every single flex sport that was on in the Overwatch League before me, and that's how many players there were. There were 28 (laughs) other flex sports before me, and that was partly me being salty because I was thinking, like, there's no way that I couldn't fit in somewhere. You know what I mean? We're in
0: 28, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, so that's kind of some secret lore there but i mean i think i deserve to be somewhere oh Uh, whether or not whether or not like i'm not saying i deserve to be like starting on like the best team or anything like that but i think i definitely could have been like you know a role player somewhere
0: Mm -hmm. 100 percent. and it's not like completely unheard of i think there's uh there's a couple of players that have like little like placards of like all the people that were like drafted above them that's like oh yeah Yeah. you guys think that these guys are good here let me let me fucking show you like yeah. coming in with that that kind of chip on your shoulder, it's that's a that's a powerful thing. It's a it's a tool to to hone and motivate yourself. So. Yeah, that
1: was that was back in the day when I hated everybody and I was just really like everybody sucks. <laughs> I'm the best. But then obviously, like as time has gone on, that's like kind of mellowed out. Sure, um, sure, but sure. That was definitely like the mindset. I was like, I'm better than this guy. Why is this guy in the Overwatch League not me, etc. You know. Did Did you feel it? Feel you that were
2: way. like, but how how high did your ego go? Did you think you were like alarm
1: level? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking hated when my teammates would talk about alarm, <laughs> because like I like okay the guy, like the talent was never questionable, right? Sure. Like, the yeah. guy was always incredible. Um, but like in my fixation for hatred, I didn't see it, and like I was like, I hate this guy. I'm gonna be better than this guy. I'm better than this guy. I'm as good as this guy. But like, um, that's just my own like kind of like mindset. It was like yeah. I have to be better. I'm gonna keep being better. Um, But then actually it's funny because Alarm actually changed the way that I played the game where he kind of showed me like a new way to play the game of not like because before I was really aggressive and like I always want to like five orb the the enemy flex for be like ha 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 you (laughs) suck. But you know he showed me like a way to play the game that's like okay like just have good like think about your positioning like stay alive for a long time like have a lot of like out like kind of like output because you're staying alive for so long. And then, like, as fights kind of break down, you're able to kind of, like, do more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of, like, changed the way that I looked at the game, like, in that way. So, like, you know, now, obviously, I always have respect for Alarm. I think he's always, he was, like, even when I thought that, like, he wasn't that good, I always knew that he was the best. And, like, I never thought, like, I was better than him ever in my life. <laughs> um, Or not, like, not logically, but, like, whenever I had to play against him, it's like, well, like, I'm Shaq, and I'm, like, yeah. knocking on somebody, I'm like, you suck, like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, but yeah. it's not, it's, it's like it's comparative like emotions i don't know how to say it. it's yeah. like not it's right. not real right yeah yeah
0: it's the the emotion brain not the not the logic brain yeah
1: yeah
0: i get that i get that all right um because i do think that we could keep you here forever don't want to thank you again um yeah this is 327 we will try our best to come back with another ranking uh next week um in the meantime happy holidays um and in- yeah enjoy enjoy the the festivities see you next week